Hello, and welcome to Mectrospective, the Mecha podcast where we cover everything from Astro Boy to Mazinger Z, or I guess in this case, Double Zeta. I'm Tooch. I'm Devin. Sorry about the wait. Uh, things happened. <laughs> but don't worry, guys. I'm unemployed now, so I got lots of time. God, I... I I don't I don't wish that were me. The 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 anarchist part of me that disregards the the disregards money as a thing that should exist wishes that were me, but also I like food. Yeah. I, I feel like that's that's where I'm at is like I, I feel like obliged to play the rules of society because they're so much bigger than me that that I, I refusing to play by the rules of society would not would just be actively harmful to myself and nobody else. Yeah, basically, it would be harmful. Yeah, see, if if I didn't have like a a, a wife and a and a child along the way, have we recorded since my wife no. got pregnant? No, we have not. <laughs> I'm having a baby. Everybody clap. <laughs> what, and oh, what a great what a great time to be alive. We have one before at the top of the show. We have one more. Uh, we have a review on iTunes. Let me pull oh, it up real we? quick. We, as I said, if you give us a five star review, I'll I'll read it on I'll read it on Mike. <laughs> well, uh, we'll send you the thing. It's uh, <laughs> his his name is uh, Spock spelled with a zero at nineteen sixty six. Good. So maybe this guy's like OG nerd. Who Just knows? An old ass trekker. Yeah, Back it's when they so big props, and that mattered. Like, hey, big props to you. Gotta keep, gotta keep everything alive. Uh, their review is very short. Best huh. mega podcast. Great hosts that go into great detail on what they are discussing. Thank you. We try. We try very hard. <laughs> I try very hard. It might come completely naturally to you. Um, it it does. I I definitely try. I probably could try harder, but I don't feel like it. <laughs> Once again, we're back to Gundam. Universal Century, uh, coming right off so the we're, heels. <laughs> so we've been told this is this is supposedly the Universal Century. It's <laughs> I have feel I, like it. I I I think it does just because we haven't really ever seen it. it it's because like at this point in Double Zeta, where we are in these first fifteen episodes, the stakes are so low. That's honestly yes. That's and, and we. I think I I want to get into because I I also have my own thoughts about you know. I, you know, there's, you know, there's probably nothing but, like, production scuttlebutt about why the show, like, the show as a show ended up this way, but I also just love, like, I, I have plenty of meta-narrative reasonings for why everyone and everything is hashtag like this, <laughs> and it's just been a lot of fun, um, but we're getting ahead of ourselves, uh, what, what do we know about how how things got from from zeta to double zeta so uh right right off the bat before we get into this uh just kind of right off the bat it's me hitting a ball with a bat uh i'm gonna say full spoilers for first 15 episodes of double zeta uh i'm gonna say full spoilers for every gundam series we've covered up to now uh just so if you have not watched 0079 the movies uh, Double Zeta, I mean, regular Zeta, uh, and we might be mentioning the 90s OVAs. Yeah. We're also, I'm not, we're gonna try to be vague about them, and as I have in the past, I might start bleeping spoilers if we go into them too much, but, uh, I'm just gonna throw out there just a casual warning for Ideon, because we're gonna be referencing that a bit. 
please, <laughs> please watch Space Runaway Ideon. But I'm just saying, if you haven't watched Ideon, just be cautious, and we'll try to warn you about Ideon spoilers before they come. I thought we'll try to warn you about Ideon, which we, <laughs> we, we spend all of our Ideon episodes doing. So, yeah, so we are currently, I, uh, from the wiki, I think we're about one to two weeks off of the ending of Zeta. Like, the Battle of Grips had just ended. I'm assuming, just based on the things we see here, that, like, every, even, like, the extra pilots on the Argama are dead. Uh-huh. Like, they're, like, Skeleton everybody, crew. everybody except Camille is pretty much, everyone without a name is dead. <laughs> it is my assumption right now. Um... The Argama, I think, is the only ship that is currently functional of the Ayug fleet. Just heavy, Fyrick-ass victory. As you saw, the chaos and carnage of the Battle of Grips in the final episode of Double Zeta, I mean, of Gundam Zeta. I mean, th th this would probably be similar to, like, if they made, like, if they made some weird epilogue that, that took place five minutes after the events of the One Year War, like, the white, like, the white base was fucked up, everyone was, like, everybody alive could fit on that ship and they were all waving at Amuro. That was only a handful of fucking people. <laughs> yeah, that was only, that was only a single launch. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure if they still had more shit to do, they would find themselves in a similar predicament as the, we find the Argama here. And they and it, like and so right now Haman has not even invaded Earth yet. The second, the first Neo Zeon War hasn't even happened yet, and we're Haman hasn't in. showed up. And we will get into this, but I believe, I believe we haven't. I believe that we haven't seen Haman shows up on screen. I believe zero percent of that is anything <laughs> Haman Karn actually ever did or said in in the reality of the Universal Century. That wasn't her. She wasn't there, and she didn't say those things. And Mashmir is the biggest simp. Okay, uh, so that's that's where we are with um, the the first episode that we're going to only briefly touch on now because the first episode was mostly like a TV special, hastily put together recap of 0079 and Zeta, narrated by Char of all people, Sir yeah, not appearing in this film, Sir not appearing in this fifty episode in this forty six episode for, uh, series. But I do, I I will say, and I want I made sure to save this, well, because we'll get into it further. Char comes up a lot in my notes. I'm just imagining, like, how, in, especially in, like, the Shangri-La arc, which are, like, episodes two through eight, um, which I think is one of, I, I, I softened on it even more rewatching that bit uh, today, because I watched all these episodes, like, three weeks ago, so my memory is fading, and I didn't take that, my notes were insufficient. 
I slam jammed them over the past like week or so because I'm a disaster and my life's been everywhere. That's fine. <laughs> it, we're going to get into characters in a bit, but uh, the initial, I'm going to talk about production because I uh, talked thing that everybody has been saying online is that Double Zeta initially was going to follow Char. Because Tomino doesn't want to make sequels. Zeta was uh, was like completely different show from 0079. They have very different vibes, very some returning characters, but it was mostly its own show. And not un- like- unlike most things Tomino made, it was a f- it was a hit. <laughs> yeah, Zeta was a hit. It was a hit enough that they demanded a sequel. So Tomino starts drafting things up, and there's a couple pieces of artwork I think done by Yoshikazu Yasuhiko. There's like one of like Char pointing a gun at Haman, and like Mineva's hiding behind Char. Yeah, and like it was going to be like all about Char. He was going to be the main character, but then he got the green light for Char's counterattack, and then scrapped that idea. And they still had to make Double Zeta. I haven't seen Char's counterattack, but one one of the that that is now that is now one of my things that I will hinge my thoughts of Char, my judgment of Char's counterattack on is will it end up being better than the non-existent series that we almost got. <laughs> Yeah, that well, I, Char's counterattack is, I think, one of Tomino's greatest accomplishments. That's mm-hmm. in the, like I there's that's what there's they such say. A, there's such a level of perfection in Char's counterattack that like there are criticisms that I think you can make of it, but I don't find sure. them valid. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, there's criticisms you can make of anything. You know, everything's yeah. subjective. Nothing is real. Exactly. I nothing is real. But if you don't like Gundam, <laughs> you're wrong. I, it was funny because I actually said that to myself as well. I was like, I can understand when people say that '70s anime is hard to watch. Like, I can understand, but I disagree with you, and you're wrong. But I can, I can understand, understand that, that point. I can understand that 60s anime is hard to watch. <laughs> and then, like, if people come up to me and say that, like, Double Zeta and Zeta are, like, too bad to watch because they're old, I'm like, this is some of the be- Like, double- I think Double Zeta has some bits that look better than Zeta. That's... At, like, times. Like, so the way they draw mobile suits, I know there's a, di- there's a slightly different animation staff. And, like, just kind of the way that you get, like, up and close with some of the mobile suits in this, they look great. They definitely have their own strengths and their own priorities in, like, what they're, what they're framing, what they're making sure gets detail, and, like, you know, yeah, it's its its, it's, its own thing. I, I, I enjoy it for what it is. I do think, Z- like, Zeta, by and large, on the whole, looked better than, like, 90% of the fucking slice of life's they're churning out every other fucking month on Japanese television. Like there's no budget in any of this shit. Like the industry oh, yeah. is the industry is bleeding itself dry. And it's been a very sad way. It's like, "Hey, do you want to watch do you want to watch 24 episodes about one joke?" Like fucking no, Crunchyroll, I don't. <laughs> so, uh we have a new character designer for this show. You can kind of tell because the new characters definitely stick out from the <clears throat> returning characters from Zeta. He likes eyebrows. It's a Hiroyuki Kitazume, who also was the artist and writer for the Char's Deleted Affair manga and Gundam Z Define. Ooh. Which is kind of like a version of Gundam The Origin, but uh, for Zeta. Mm-hmm. From what I've seen, Z Define is not translated at all, and I'm going to... I, Knowing me and how insane I am, if I if my Japanese does ever get to that level, I might just take that upon myself, or at least synopsizing it. But uh, from what I've seen of Zeta of Zeta Define, I think that he ends up bringing in like a lot of the double Zeta characters early. Like when Haman shows up in Zeta, he also brings in like Mashmir and Goton and uh, Chara and a couple others who show up later. 
Because mm-hmm. he very much made Z define like a direct sequel to Char's deleted affair. So, and he, the fact that he was the character designer for Double Zeta definitely makes sense that he has adore- that he has affection for these characters. Oh yeah, for sure. No, I, I, I will, I will say that like the, especially the fashion, the character design in this show is like one of its strongest. Oh yeah, we're gonna have, we're gonna have a lot to talk about in a minute when we get to that. I just want to steal every woman's look on this show. Oh, everyone has a great look. It's fantastic. I, I am a Double Zeta liker. I'm critical of Double Zeta, but I overall would rather watch Double Zeta than like most other anime. I mean, if you're not look, it's it's mecha anime. If you're not at least a little bit critical of it, you're probably not watching it right. (laughs) And like the thing about. And it's like, if you're enjoying it, also having criticisms of something doesn't quite matter, really. Like, no. uh, uh, this show definitely feels way more like a super robot show. That, yes! That's one of my, that was one of my takeaways, is like, especially in these first 15 episodes, I was like, I was talking to one of my, one of my mecha friends who also, my, my friend Rat, she also, he's, she's already seen Double Zeta, but we were watching it, and I was like, this is a super robot anime! <laughs> and it, it remind from what I've, little I've seen of Heavy Metal Elgheim, this has a lot of returning voice actors from Elgheim, hmm. uh, and also has a very similar vibe, where Elgheim is uh, Elgheim is extent is pretty real robot, but it's played a lot more for laughs and has a lot more of kind of like a sillier vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna watch Elgheim at some point, but just right now, I uh, the only release I can find of it in like a torrent is really really crunchy early DVDs. So I'm hoping that maybe at some point we'll be and the the show the subs are less than stellar. So I'm hoping maybe the Elgheim will get a nice Blu-ray restoration sometime soon. Discotech, where are you at? Because I don't even think they have one in Japan. So who knows? We'll see. Uh, we'll see what what comes of that. But that I think El- us doing Elgheim hinges on it getting like a newer release. Yeah. Because then is somebody like, is there like an anniversary? Like when was it made? Is there an anniversary coming? Up? It was made in '84. Mm. It was the show Tomino did right before Zeta, because Tomino always liked to follow, with the exception of Ideon, liked to follow up tragedies with, well, like, it starts with Zambot, tragedy, Daitarn 3, comedy, Zeta, double 079, tragedy, Ideon, double tragedy, and then, <laughs> then you go to, um, Zabungle, comedy, then Dunbine, tragedy, Elgheim, comedy, Zeta, com- tragedy, this is double Zeta, comedy, Charles Counterattack, tragedy, <laughs> Marcy's Wing, double tragedy. <laughs> Triple tragedy. Triple tragedy. Triple uh, tragedy. So, I guess... Slayer tragedy. <laughs> I guess we're going to have to get into the into these goofball characters. Do you want to start with uh, returning characters or new characters? Um. Well, seeing as how most of them died, we can get through the returning ones pretty quick. Uh, let's start with Fa, because she's only in the first, like, she leaves in episode 10. Yeah, Fa... Um... Fa's not having a good time. She's not having a good time, and yet she's like, I, I will say that the time she is here, she's still pretty much on her shit. She's still pretty confident. I still really enjoy her, but she's really done. She's, like, so done. This is, like, sh- she's, like, she's like me on the last week of every job I quit. Yeah. Like, I, I'm still doing my job because I'm good at my fucking job, but also, like, fuck this. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fa, Fa, like, cannot stand the new cast at all. Like, Fa actively hates them pretty much. Fa, Fa, Fa is an accidental audience surrogate. And, uh, she, like, and I, I can understand, I mean, like, she was mostly here for Camille and everybody else, and then they're either, they're dead, and Camille is very close to dead. Yeah, Camille's uh, a vegetable. Camille is a vegetable, uh, and, and that's fucked up and sad. 
Once again, full spoilers for Zeta Gundam. You should have read the word, read the, you should have read the text before he came into class. <laughs> and, uh, it's fucked. It, it, um, what if we put, like, required reading in the show notes? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I do. I'm, like, required reading. Dude, like, <laughs> episodes 1 through 15 of, Zeta, of Double Zeta. That's, that's very good. Like, at the end of every description for the episode, I say, in this episode, we cover episodes X through Y of so-and-so show. Because today we're covering the first 15. Uh, so, yeah, Fa's just not having a good time. I, I feel this isn't the last time we see Fa in this show. But this is, Fa is no longer a member of the cast, if that makes sense. Right, no. Because, I mean, I mean, like, honestly, she did, She she has a similar arc in Zeta. She's here, she's gone, she comes back later. Yeah. She was busy getting trained on the moon while Camille was having his fun time on Earth. Mm-hmm. The Earth arc of Double Zeta is a lot longer and a lot more, ha- and, but it's not as, like, perfect as the Hong Kong arc. The Hong Kong arc is, like, some of the best shit I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, no, that was great. And uh, I feel that's Double Zeta's biggest uh, problem, is that it's compared actively to Zeta, and yeah. it's hard not to. If, I compare if... it a lot, because like, this, the, the, this aired, ba- I mean, not counting episode zero narrated by Char, this aired like a week after Zeta, right? Yeah, I think, I, I, if I'm wrong, someone send us an email, metrospective at gmail.com. Um, but, but like the same thing happened to Dragon Ball Z, like next, the week after Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball GT started. What, what if Dragon Ball GT was called Dragon Ball Double Zeta? <laughs> I fucking, I wish, because honestly, you know what, like the older I get and the more I think about, Dra- I'm sure if I rewatched it that I would remember all the shit I didn't like, but like. The more I think back on Dragon Ball GT, the more I'm like, I think this is like now, now that especially now that Super is over, and I still need to watch Super, but also like I didn't even know Super ended. So yeah, um, Super ended, and the the Dragon Ball thing they're doing now is a fucking like mobile game tie-in anime that isn't canon called Dragon Ball Heroes. Um, and it's just a weird thing. I don't know what it is. It's, ba- it's 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 basically just like who would win in a fight? These two characters that will never fight in canon. Let's make them fight with like a Yu Gi Oh card game style type of aesthetic. That's uh, like basically I, I like you're, I you. I can't are, think of something you, I want to watch less. Here is your here is the shonen protagonist. His stand is Goku. <laughs> <laughs> um, but 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 um, I think on the whole, if I were to go back and rewatch GT and finish Super, I feel like I would prefer GT. <laughs> I mean, I think GT wins just by having Don Don Kokoro Hikaru Te- uh, Teku as the opening. Fucking, yes, that opening slaps so hard. I love it. Um, uh, but I think that's really all we have to say for Fa. She's just, her concerns are are elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's, let's talk about Bright. He let's, is, he is married. And he needs to be reminded of that. <laughs> brightest young too man. Brightest, brightest too polite to reject Emily's advances. And that, yep, that that's that's what he tells himself every night as he cranks it in bed. I, I like to feel Fuck that he just has he has a perpetual headache from all the psychic daggers that Mirai is sending him from Earth. <laughs> Like, Mirai just knows what anime universe she's in, and just, like, thinking about all the super hot women that are probably revolving around Bright on there. Hasn't even met any of them. Knows they exist. Knows that they're out there. Uh, very sl- very lightly in Emily's defense, Bright's a catch. 
I guess. It's just like if if you want like <laughs> catch these hands. Because it's like also at this point there is a point later on where they where they they go over that, but Emily does not know that Bright is married. <laughs> And Bright somehow hasn't told her. Somehow. Hmm. <laughs> I just think this is Bright being stupid. Um, yeah, no, I, look, I, <laughs> I respect that you, I respect that you, that, that you are Bright's personal defense squad. <laughs> I have no sympathy for this man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, I, I don't know. It's like, I, I. I, I just the bright Mirai union is like too perfect in my head. Oh yeah, no, there are great mar- there are great. So I need to couple. logic around it. <laughs> you just can't. I mean, look, I. <laughs> that's the main reason I'm excited for Hathaway's Flash. <laughs> cause I, cause you're not, cause you're not gonna be able to defend him anymore. <laughs> I, I, I love bright. <laughs> I mean, I'm I don't like, know. I don't know. I like. I know zero. Th- I, that's the other thing I'm excited. Like, I it's 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 the it's a new, it's a technically new thing coming out, and I know nothing about it. Uh, maybe maybe Bright's not that bad at it. I'm just assuming it is because he has now become a Gundam protagonist's dad, and that means something to me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it there. I know. I know. I read spoilers for for uh, Char- for Hathaway's Flash, and I wish I didn't back, back in the day when I thought it would never get an anime adaptation because Tomino said he never wanted it to be animated, and people saying, "Oh, it's not canon anyway because of this minor discrepancy between Beltachka's children and Char's counterattack." But that's a fucking dumb argument. And who gives a shit about Belt- Beltachka's children? Who gives a shit well, about Beltachka? <laughs> who gives a shit about Beltachka? Um, but yeah, Br- Bright. I, I, my, my explanation for why Bright is acting not out of character, but just so weak-willed at the moment is I think Bright is legitimately traumatized by, like, the amount of people under his command that died. No, yeah, like, this is, like, whatever the opposite of the phrase third times the charm is, Bright is experiencing that. Like, Like, I think, like, L's all around. I think in like in the one year war, how many how many like actual met crew member crew members of the white base died? Like Ryu, that was like it. Uh oh, um, Matilda-san. Well, she was never on the white base. She was never trekked under Bright's command. She actually outranked Bright. That's fair. I guess I I just took it literally to mean people on white base. Yeah, like Matilda-san did of course die, and that's very tragic. But I think like Bright wasn't like personally like Amuro. I think was more personally responsible for her death at that point, or like his. Felt, or at least felt he was. Yeah. Whereas, no. like, Bright, like the the amount of crew that Bright is responsible for, only really Ryu died, and then you cut to Z- Zeta Gundam, and like everyone is dead. Yeah, like everyone's dead, and then like he's he still has to keep going. Um, like I get, like it's I I mostly just think it's funny that like he. He pretty much just tries to lean on everything that worked for him before, and like it, ne- it, it like so, f- it, like nothing. It hasn't this time. Nothing he tries is working. Like he even finds like a golden child pilot for the for a shiny new Gundam, and he's like, ah, finally, like things are gonna start going my way. No, you accidentally adopted a cat boy. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that like Amuro and Camille are kind of like neutral good. And then, like, he's never dealt with a true chaotic good. Like, when I think of the embodiment of a chaotic good character, I think of Judo. 
For sure. No, I mean, this is this proves my original theory that Amuro, Amuro is a, like a Gen X doomer. Camille is a fucking millennial liberal and fucking Judao is a fucking zoom, like zoomer anarchist. <laughs> you're you're yeah, that's a very astute assessment that you made because it's it is accurate. We're going to get to Judo. I, yeah, that's why I love him. That's why he's the best boy. We're going to get to Judo in actually 5 seconds because I just want to talk for a minute about Taurus and Astonage who have now been elevated mm-hmm. to like cast members as opposed to extras with names. Right. They are now fully ascended uh, as TV tropes would say, the an ascended extra, and uh, I guess our final returning character is Yazan Crazy Ass, who we'll get to. Jesus, I for honestly, I forgot about him after Shangri La. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I, I kind of like, I kind of like how um, Yazan gets. It's almost like a nice punishment for him that he gets reduced down to like a the bot, essentially like a Looney Tunes character. Yeah, he he basically has to like he basically has to prove himself again cuz he like when when we meet him, he's like already on top. He's like a hotshot crazy ass titan pilot and now he's starting from absolute zero and he pretty much just wakes up and is like, "All right, got to climb my way <laughs> back the fuck up again." And he just and he just like it'll be just like that bat time back in Reno. He just like yeah, he just like goes full terminator and just like just silently just steals shit that he needs and just keeps going and just like doesn't like tell anybody anything about what he's doing. He doesn't really ca- he is fully just like I am a player character. You are all NPCs and I'm playing Grand Theft Auto right now. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Titan, fuck you. Mhm. Like doesn't even particularly care that the Titans lost. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't even know the Titans lost. I think, like, I, I think, like, if he doesn't know, then it doesn't, like, even if somebody were to tell him, or he, like, would, like, he, like, he, like, picks up a newspaper, he'd just be like, well, fuck them, because they, because I wasn't there. <laughs> uh, so, I guess now we should, we should start talking about the new cast. Let's talk about the new good guys, then the new bad guys. We'll start with, um, with our, with our essential protagonist cat boy judo ashta fucking yeah t- top cat and his fucking junkyard gang he's uh i th- at this point he is the youngest protagonist so far amuro was 15 uh camille was 17 and now judo is 14 he's 14 but he is he he, he has like so much more like street smarts than fucking amuro or camille <laughs> well camille was like a prep school like army brat and yeah. Amuro was just neglected. Yeah, yeah, Amuro was 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 yeah. It 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 is funny that like this is like Judao is kind of the first Universal Century Gundam pilot to like not technically be like directly tied to like this world's military industrial complex in any way. Um, like because it wasn't Camille's father someone of import. Yeah, Camille's father and mother both helped design the Mark II. Yeah, um, and they were both Ju- engineers. And then Judao's just some trash baby, like just born in gar- born in ra- born in garbage, raised by no one. <laughs> and like his parents are alive, but apparently they have they had to take other jobs at other colonies because the Grips conflict completely destroyed spa- the economy of space. Yes. So, but then they send him and Lita money, but they don't. Ha- but that still doesn't pay the bills. So Judao skips school to go work as a junker yeah, with his like- good buddy Eno. Yes, 
this is this is like and this is what I love the most about him like out of out of any Gundam protagonist I mean again I have no idea how this series ends or what Judao's overall arc ends up being but like I I this is one of the re- this is like I I just every time we get more character development on Judao in these first like eight or so episodes like all I see is like my fucking son like he's not he's not here for any of any of the fucking any of this like this war's bullshit and yet he is the he is the protagonist arguably the most directly impacted by it and yet he has no agency in it yeah i i think if i had to say what the absolute strength of double zeta is i'd say it's cast yes it's cast holds the burden for every misstep of this show not hold they 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 like they are you know they they have they hold back that burden they are the this the gleaming light of this show i love the cast of double zeta mhm 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 they are they are my favorite part of the show is the cast uh G- yeah what did you say about judo that he's like a he's like a self-perpetuating tulpa yeah no cuz like in uh, and again like this is like tonally like tonally compared to the rest of the series it's like this when this episode, when this series gets goofy, we get, like, m- m- Moon Moon and, K- and Karasun just in general. But, like, any episode of this show so far would have would have gotten cut from the movie versions of the either series preceding it. Like, Judao, like, J- Judao is a character who shows up for one episode and, like, tries to steal the Gundam for money to help his little sister, and then he probably dies at the end. Are you saying that Judao is Kitty Kitten? I'm saying Judao, yes, Judao <laughs> is the spiritual successor to Kitty Kitten, and he is, he is, he is redeeming her. Judo, Judo is like I also feel this show is trying to be a little more like 0079 than it is trying to be like Zeta. Mm-hmm. Cause I get I get the vibe of like a lot of the early like one-off episodes of 0079, like the one where the white base has to go find salt. Or the <laughs> one where like Amuro gets stranded on like on uh Kukuru's Dones Island with the karate zaku. Yeah. Like that's more what like I I think that's kind of what Tomino was going for. Mm-hmm. Like a, a return to form. Yeah, where it was like and honestly, I can see if he's just like, I'm going to just do Zeta again. That just wouldn't work. And I no. don't think Tomino was ever interested in just doing Zeta again. Tomino's never been interested in doing the same thing twice in his life, and that's one of the reasons I appreciate him as an artist. Yes, I, I yes, exactly. Was that, oh. do you want to hold off on talking about Judo more when we get to the episodes or and move on? Or Yes, because everything, everything else I have to, uh, everything else I have to say about him is like extremely galaxy brain. <laughs> I... I there's that bit in the opening that I really like. Uh, it's in all it's in all three of Z- Double Zeta's openings where it starts and it's just like, it's like a Neanderthal and then like a it starts as like a like a like a skeleton then like an then like or like an ape and then like a Neanderthal and then it turns into Amro and then Camille and Judo like jumps in front of the screen. Yes, he's Very so good. good. It's it it's a lot of I don't know. The show really has great characters. Uh, I guess next we should talk about Lena, his uh, his uh, his precious Emoto. Um, yeah, I, I, I like Lena a lot, and I'm so scared that she's in a work made by Yoshiki Tomino. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't want any harm to come to her. She's already been kidnapped, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, like, po- like I, I will say this for the Universal Century, political, po- like, political prisoners are treated fairly well, usually. 
I think Xeon usually treats their, like, Xeon's treated their political prisoners pretty well. I mean, like, if, if you go by origin, General Revel was treated pretty well. Uh, yeah, like, it's because, because usually they, like, they, they are legitimately trying to get something out of it. It's like they, it's like, it's a legitimate hostage situation and not like, yeah, we're just gonna kill you anyway because we're evil. Because it's like, I think that, because I have, I have two my, I think Xeon ha- has a lot of, you know, this, I'm gonna start, to, this is me going about my, my, my view of universal century politics, but like, original principality of Xeon, I think, was struck between, like, two camps. You had the shit that was being controlled by, by Degwin, and then the shit that was being done by Girin. All the horrible war crimes and, like, the early stuff and the one-week war, all of that was orchestrated by Girin. And I think Dazzle cared way more about actual, like, space-noid, like, space-noid independence and things like that. Right. Whereas Girin, but was willing to go into what Girin was doing in order to get shit done. So I think Dazzle's the kind of guy, like, not Dazzle, Degwin, Slug Lord Degwin Zabi, was probably the kind of guy who who would have treated political prisoners very well because that makes Zeon look good, and then he would get support of other space noids. Right. Giren Zabi's way more like bullet behind the bullet behind the like you know gun behind the ear, pull the trigger, body in a ditch. Yeah, like n- neither of them like n- neither of them are above assassin. Neither of them are above killing people, but like I feel like like Giren like Degwin, Degwin like will like assassinate you and make sure that like n- nobody can ever legally prove it Giren's just like I'll just kill you and I'll kill anybody who asks about you too <laughs> yeah oh and by the way your family has already been dead for a week yeah right like yeah fucking I, I shot the driver who brought you here <laughs> <laughs> why um, just to just to make you scared um just to get me rock hard <laughs> Giren is a fucking like super villain. Yeah, yeah. Giren would. <laughs> I feel like everybody. I feel like everybody. Like, and I think that's where Axis is coming from. Axis is very much coming from a Giren perspective. I feel like. I I have my own opinion. We're gonna. I, I think more in part two and three of because I the way I've broken it up, we're only doing three parts of Double Zeta. Mm-hmm. Um. We'll talk more about that at the tail end of what we're going to do yeah. next. But well, I, I do just want to briefly mention because I keep having this thought: the more the more we get into like the you know now that we're past the the very basic like you know one year war shit that everybody knows, and we're getting deeper into Zeon's like timeline as a as a constantly shifting series of political entities. Um, what gets me about the Universal Century? And, like, maybe there's some random piece of semi-canon ephemera that I don't know, but it's, like, I don't know why there hasn't just been, like, you know, something in between, like, Xeon and Moon Moon of just, like, hey, what if the colonies had rights, but we we didn't do it through a fucking, like, like authoritarian dictatorship to get it like there has to be enough space noids that don't fuck with that to like like why wasn't there any sort of like i can't wait to watch char's counterattack and unicorn with you okay good i because though because you because i that that's stuff i love about unicorn that's a lot of things that people hate about unicorns they try to make zeon quote too sympathetic which i think is missing the point of gundam but if you think that Zeon being sympathetic is a bad thing, because the entire point of Gundam is that, you know, it's not even war is bad, it's just that war is fought by people. Not- yeah, I definitely, I definitely think, I, I definitely think, like, you can't, 
I definitely think you can be for Spacenoid rights. I don't think you can be for Xeon. I think Xeon is an irredeemable, like, entity. But I also feel that way about, like, the U.S. government, so... <laughs> I feel... We're, we can um, talk... I feel like that's a conversation... This is a conversation for Char's Counterattack, because that's... I have a lot okay. of thoughts about that, but a lot of my okay. opinions on that hinge on Char's Counterattack. We need to, like... <laughs> we need to pick a day to, like... We watch Char's... Like, we like we watch Char's Counterattack, we sleep on it, we wake up and record it, and probably go to bed by the time we're done. I was thinking that we're gonna... That, like, our Char's Counterattack episode, we would have, like... We do a typical episode on Char's Counterattack, and then we have, like, a post-long discussion that's unedited, and then we have, like, a guest episode where we talk about how gay the movie is with, with Arcade. Yes, I'm all for that. So, like, we would have, like, an after show that would make us, like, a, not an, or maybe, like, an SD or something. Uh-huh. It wouldn't be short, but it would just be, like, an ephemeral episode. No, I'm, 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 that, that's my, that's exactly my shit. So I feel like that, that's what my plan for that. So we have, like, we have, uh... Char's Counterattack after show. But the, a lot of that it hit for me hinges on Char's Counterattack. I have my own opinions on Haman's political ideology which, or lack thereof, which is I'm going to talk about in part two. I have none. I want her to peg me. <laughs> so does Mashmir. <laughs> so let's, let's, so that was, that was Lena. Let's move on to, uh, let, I guess we'll, we're, let's talk about the double Zeta ladies because they're great. Let's talk about L. Mm-hmm. Elviana. What do you think of Elle, now that she's, as you've seen, is now the new pilot of the Mark II? Do you think she she earned it? Uh, I think so far she's only piloted it, like, once, right? Yeah, she'll pilot it more. Like, Yeah, um, she, she still needs to get her space legs, as it were. Uh, rocky first launch, but I appreciate that the, I appreciate that the, the Mark II continues to be the lesbians of Gundam. And, uh, Rue Luca is, now, is officially now the pilot of the Zeta once Judo gets the double Zeta. That's good. I also like her a lot. I I like L. L kind of L and Beecha have the same kind of dynamic as like Fa and Camille did. Mm. Except and uh L and Rue have a very similar dynamic to like Lisi and Amu from um Elgheim. Mm. Where their whole thing is that they just can't stand each other, but they're both into the main character. <laughs> so they always are so they're always arguing and yelling at each other and always like just can't stand each other at all. See, I I never noticed I never noticed the fucking the the L Mondo dynamic because I couldn't Not Mondo, hear... uh, Bicha. Oh, Bicha, regardless. I couldn't hear I couldn't hear that over the ever increasing bass boosted bulk and skull theme from the Power Rangers whenever Mondo and Bicha are on screen together. <laughs> they are the bulk and skull of Z- of Double Zeta. <laughs> Oh man, you're totally they correct. Fucking suck. I Vicha and Mondo were redeemed later on, but right now I want to find the world's biggest toilet and give them a simultaneous swirly. They fucking they sold out their boys. They fucking I mean, look, I on like okay, at the very least that's the one like again, getting ahead of ourselves like we usually do. Like at the very least by the time we finish these episodes, they've at least realized, "Oh, hey, maybe we maybe it's like Maybe we shouldn't be negotiating with fascists. <laughs> but, like, only maybe. They ended that episode still with Goten. <laughs> they're, like, they're so dumb. I, I, I like, like, Bicha to me seems like he, he they're trying to go for Kai again, but they made him even more of a shithead. 
Mm-hmm. Like if if Kai was like if Kai gave less of a sh- like they're both really like initially self censored, but Kai's only thing that he cares about is how do I get out of here alive? I don't care about any of you people. All I care about is how I'm gonna get out of here alive. The they're they're definitely more redeemable on Shangri La just because it like again the stakes are so much more astronomically lower, and at that point they're like the vibe not just with them but with everybody, Judao included, is just like. Oh yeah, we're gonna see if we can make some money off of these fucking cops, these space cops. But like, we don't want to fuck with them. And then circumstances happen, and like Judao, Judao comes around to it, and then they basically can't say no because everybody just goes with what Judao wants. And like, yeah, they're a little fucked off about it, and they don't really give a shit about this stupid war. Like, I I get it. This just fucking it just sucks. <laughs> and it's like. I, I think they also don't quite know what they're like the extent of what they've done really is. I don't think they understand how deep they yeah. are in this already. I and I think it is it's I and I think it's it's also that it's that anime thing where because a- anime casts are skewed so young, it can be hard to remember that they're functionally children. <laughs> like I think Mond like Judo is fourteen, I think everybody else is around like fifteen, sixteen. Like Judo's the youngest of the group. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because judo remi- judo reminds me of like my uncle, where my <laughs> uncle always said that he was just like when he was a kid. Just stories he told me of growing up in Philadelphia as a kid, where he was like the smallest, youngest, and the scrappiest, which means that he had to be like the craziest and most violent to be like not fucked with. Yeah, that tracks. So like everybody respects judo because he like he like bit a fucker's ear off at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. He's a cat boy. And, uh, like... He, they're all dirty queer crime kids. <laughs> I I also love, uh, just to go back to Lena for a second, I, I, I feel like that is the, the true core of Judo's characters, is how much he deeply cares about his sister. Yes. Like, he, he gives zero fucks about himself or his own environment or what he's doing to himself, just, and excuses all of his behavior by being like, I'm doing this so that I can send Lena away to a good school. Yeah, he, he, he definitely, he's... Unlike unlike other unlike other like ace pilots in in the universe of century I could name, Judao cares deeply for his little sister. <laughs> I sip my tequila. <laughs> I I like Judo. I like I like everybody. So I think we haven't talked about Rue yet. Um, honestly, I I like her every time she shows up, but for whatever reason, I feel like there's so much going on in this show, I can never remember a lot of why I like her. She showed up and I forget. I think I might have forget. The, the, the middle of my notes are spotty. I think, like, partly because I was invested. It was either because I was invested or because I wasn't invested. So either way, I was forgetting to pay attention to my notes. Well, first off, Rue has the best outfit in the entirety of the Universal Century. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I like Rue just because she, like, Rue is the only member of the cast who was already a part of the Ayug. Like, Rue, I think, is 19. She's older than everybody else. Oh. And I don't think she ever was, like, an active combatant in the Grips conflict, but I think she was just stationed aboard the... So, like, she already had, like, an anti-government streak if she's joining the Ayug that, that young. That's fair, yeah. And, uh, I, she just kind of has, like, an attitude about her that I like. No, yeah, same. It really is just, like, this, this, she has an air about her. She has an aura, and I fuck with her real hard. She has a custom pilot suit with, like, a rainbow on it? Yeah, it's like a shooting, so it's, it's fucking Mabel's sweater from Gravity Falls. 
And it's like, Rue's fun. She's like, great. I, yeah, it's just a great energy. She she has, like, the kind of thing where her and Elle kind of are always fucking with each other. Yeah. And that, that kind of goes up and down. The the uh, the last couple additions to the crew haven't shown up yet, and they show up a bit later. I guess the last person we could talk about on the AUG side is Emily. Em- <laughs> Emily Homewrecker Ounce. Oh, yes, her. No, yeah, a fucking... I really hope some she does anything else. She's around uh, for a while too. I think oh she she boy. comes. I think she leaves for a bit and then comes back because she's mostly just the captain of the Lavi and Rose. So technically, I think she was there and Zeta just off screen. Yeah, the, right. So she she was always like the acting captain of the Lavi and Rose, and I think it, it continued. Well, I mean, this came out before. I wonder if she actually started the thing of, like, all, every single person who works for Anaheim is an attractive woman. <laughs> if that, she started if that, that hiring policy. Well, like, I just mean, like, in terms, like, retro, maybe retroactively, because, like, I'm wondering if just, like, the creators of Stardust Memory thought that was funny, so or, like, what if we just made everybody who works for, for Anaheim an attractive woman? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems like something the Stardust Memory team would want to do. So, uh, I guess we're gonna go on to Axis now, and we're gonna talk about my favorite boy, Mashmir Cello. <sighs> the thing is, I want to hate him. I love Mashmir so much. <laughs> I can't, I can't hate him, because everything he does, he does for Haman, and like, dog, same. He is, like, the most earnest member of the- like, he's the most earnest character in all of Gundam. He's, uh, he's a buff clan. He is a buff clan. He is- he- oh my god, he's the- he's the second coming of wife guy. He's- yeah, he's- yeah, he's- he's the- he's the new wife guy, except for he's not- he doesn't actually have a wife, and I don't think- I- he's never met Haman. I'm trying to imagine how mad Haman is at him right now, because she was like, alright, the Ayug has no pilots. Like, they're desperate enough to be sending out Taurus in the fucking Methus. Methus. That's how fucked and fucking bad it is. Mm-hmm. The, like, Haman's like, I can't send my, like, my good dudes, because I'm currently amassing my fort. I'm, we're, we're, like, we're, we're, we're replenishing our forces after we got our ass kicked to the colony laser. And that wasn't even, like, the most of our guys, but we gotta, like, prepare. So we're manufacturing mobile suits. We're training pilots. We're getting shit together for our invasion of Earth. I'm gonna go send Mashmir to go dis- make sure the Argama gets blown up. There's zero, there is zero chance he can fuck this up. Mm-hmm. Like, five weeks later, what do you mean the Argama now has three Gundams? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, yeah, Mash, like, a hundred percent of Mashmir's reports are bad news. Um, <laughs> I honestly, like, it, it, it it hit me around episode six that like Mashmir is in a really weird way, almost in the same, almost in the same weird way that seems wild unless you actually think about it. That Mash, like that, like like Batman and Joker are good narrative foils, even though they don't aesthetically or thematically or tonally match at all. Um, I think Mashmir is actually a good narrative foil for Judao. Like, like Judao is like. A, like a, a child victim of like state oppression and, and, and wartime like casualties like never given a single moment in his life to believe in anything other than like poverty and 
like state power that does nothing but force him into roles he rejects or like or or at or just simply ignores him and his community's suffering and then meanwhile you have like Mashmir Sello like a a privileged man from the other side of space living like a delusional like knight in shining armor fantasy fueled by fascist propaganda like, and he was also like the child of the uh, of survivors of the Zeon aristocracy yeah nah for sure like this guy's a fuck <laughs> But, and also that, that ties into that, that like, both of those character, tr- b- both of those character archetypes tie into why everyone is so bonkers, like, because they, they both are living in phenomenally different realities than anybody else that's been in a, in a main character role in the Universal Century thus far. Everybody else is, like, grounded but still ultimately like bought bought in to the system even if they fight the si- even if they are enemies of, of of from one system to another everybody is still like oh well, like war is like like war war sucks but it is necessary and like Mashmir's like no war's great i'm going to be a big hero and Judah's like war fucking like sucks but like actually not not in the amro way of like I don't want to fight, and not in the Camille way of like why, like I like why I are we fighting? For, I resent everything. For, I resent the powers that be for making us fight. Y- yes, um, like y- yeah, like like Camille and Camille and Amaro's opposition to war was very much internal because of fucking who their dads were, um, and fucking Judah was like. Judon doesn't even necessarily have any like strong anti-war stances, but he's like, "You people have never done a single goddamn thing for me. Why would I ever fuck with you? Like, go away. I don't want your food. I'm not gonna do any. I'm not gonna do free child labor for you. Like, I want to steal your Gundam so that my little sister can eat. I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it rules. And even like, cause even like that was one of the reasons I like the Shangri La arc because like. The, the beginning of 0079, the beginning of Zeta, are very much trying to convince Amuro and Camille that they they now have a stake in this and they have a responsibility for for to fight. The Shangri-La arc, Judao hasn't even, like, Judao doesn't even like Bright or anybody on the Argama, but the second his, the second his colony is threatened by a mobile suit, he fucking grappling hooks up on top of it and starts strapping explosives to it like he's wily fucking coyote and he doesn't even have a mech yet he's repping for his hometown get the fuck out of shangri-la so like he already understands the necessity of fighting but not in the but 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 he doesn't it he understands that it doesn't have to be through this military industrial perspective there's going to be a scene later on that you're going to adore uh-huh. in, in terms of that where judo verbalizes all of that i'm so glad i love my boy judo's great it, judo's it's great uh, Mash- mashmir sucks but i love him because he fucks with him on uh i also love gaton gaton is hilarious gaton is so... probably the funniest character in the show <laughs> I fucking love, like because like, again gaton's like 
Gatan's like old school. Gatan is like Gatan is a character who would have fit in. Who who would like? I'm sure he would rather be serving under anybody from like the One Year War or like even the Titans or something. Like no, he like he probably wouldn't fuck with the Titans, but he would be like, man, I wish I was serving under fucking Dazzle Zabi. Yeah, right. He probably fucking loves. He probably loves Dazzle Zabi, and he probably lo- he probably dude. Loves- I could be, he, he's like, man, I was like, because I think Gatan is and Mashman are both in their like early twenties, so they're like they were too young to be like z- to be like fighting in the One Year War. But, and, like, I think part of the reason why everybody is so insane is that an entire generation of people is just dead. Yes, no, that's So there's that, just this, the there's just, like, there are probably not a lot of people in their 30s and 40s that exist in this universe. Yes, and, and, and especially, especially on the Axis side of things. Like, at first I thought, oh, it's, it's just Mashmir. But then, like, the more we see of Mashmir's crew, it's just like, oh, they're, y'all are all just like this a little bit. Like, and, and I think it's because, like, they, they've just been, like, they've just been living on the other side of the fucking galaxy, just, like, mythologizing and hyping themselves, like, getting getting high off their own Xeon supply, and, like, th- they're rolling in here like it's the Holy Crusades. Like, they for real think that, like, they are the big heroes, and they're swooping into this place that they that they never, that they don't know anything about, but, like, they that think they, haven't, they do. A lot of them haven't even seen before, really. Yeah, it's, it's, it's totally, like, you know, going to the, like, going to the dark continent and, and taking over, the, like, it's, like, it's fucking, Axis is, like, some Manifest Destiny-ass motherfuckers. I, because, like, I, and once again, I I feel like Haman manufactured that for her own purposes. That's my own oh, yeah. take. Haman's well. not stupid. I, I, I do think, I do think Haman believes in the cause, but I do think that she understands the, how, how useful propaganda is. I feel, because I guess I'm going to spill a little bit of my Haman theory. Because my Haman theory, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll elaborate further in the next one. My, my Haman thesis is that a lot of her motivation comes less from wanting to liberate space from the control of the Earth, and more of just a complete and utter hatred of those who just got to live on Earth. Oh yeah, no, it's personal. But, like, it was personal for, for the original Xeon. Like... Yeah. I just think it has, like... I, I just think it has, like, way more of, like, a vindictive vengeance vengeance tinge for her. Or it's just, like, all of you fucking people who never had to, you know, lived your entire life on a goddamn asteroid far away from your inherited home yeah. and the, while everyone around you is just once again crying about how how badly we got our asses kicked and mythologizing ourselves just like no fuck all those people who are sleeping in a bed on earth yeah she's a she's a one piece villain <laughs> and that that's my take on Haman and um, uh I, I also think she's she's doing it for Maneva we'll see <laughs> I I will because I haven't seen the end. I haven't seen the 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 second half of Double Zeta in a while. So I wanna I wanna reexamine this thesis as well. Mm-hmm. But I just, I yeah, I'm that I'm later. just I'm just going off of the 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 small stimps we got in Zeta because I feel yeah. like even when like w- when the camera was just on Haman either alone or with Maneva but no one else, like she you know it, it didn't seem like there was any like act she was dropping, which I was expecting. Um. So I, I think she I don't know we'll see maybe they just completely just retcon that and just like go some other direction that I didn't see in Zeta um but anyway I I I, I love her I want her I want her to lose her entire forearm inside me <laughs> uh so then I think after that we have Chara 
Uh, every, everyone's favorite uh, Chara, Chara Soon, everyone's favorite character from Gem and the Holograms. I... Hmm. I like Chara because she's ridiculous and fun, and I'm entertained when she's on screen, but I, that's... I like her, so I, li- I like her... I just wish... I don't know what I, I don't know what I wish. I just don't ever I I can't ever just like enjoy like when 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 women are being used for comedic relief in Tomino works. Like I just don't trust him like that. Like I, <laughs> Um I can't detach myself from the author in that way unfortunately. Like in a vacuum, if I knew nothing about this, I'd be like, "Oh, well, you know, there's plenty of ridiculous characters in this show. It's perfectly fair that some of them are women." But every time I watch, but like every time, I'm just like Tomino, you fucking suck. That she's probably gonna die, and it's gonna be stupid. <laughs> um, I I like, but but then but then she whips her tits out almost, and I'm like, damn, I gotta stand. <laughs> I I she's I can't like part of me thinks that she's a cyber new type, and that would probably make sense. I I guess, but then it's almost worse that it's being played comedically because that kind of shit was almost always tragic in Zeta. Yeah, even with like where it's a bit exploitative with Rosamie, it's still like that was ostensibly, even though there was some comedic some comedy mind out of that, it was still like it was dark comedy. It was very still sad. Um, yeah, Rosamie shit is fucking bleak. Yeah, um, I don't know, like I. I don't know if she's a cyber new type because so far, like, when she go like, usually when cyber new types go into that sort of, like, buck wild, I'm compl- I've completely gone off the shits state of mind, they are still hyper-competent pilots. Yeah. Uh, Chara is not. Uh, she just gets, like, high off of being in a mobile suit. <laughs> One of, like, her, basically her st- her stock animation that they like to do is she gets in the cockpit, launches directly upwards, and starts wildly swinging her beam saber at nobody. <laughs> <laughs> so she's me. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's either of us playing Extreme Versus. <laughs> I'm sad. I want Shara to be playable in Extreme Versus. Mm-hmm. That's a missed opportunity. And, yeah, uh, she, the final... no, have her have her be a stage hazard. And uh, one last character before we move on to mobile suits, which is not going to be that long, is uh, we have Glemmy, Glemmy Toto. The only note, I okay, the only two notes that I have for Glemmy Toto. Uh, let me check if there's not a third one. No. Uh, Glemmy is role-playing his own cringy Galactic Heroes OC. And Glemmy doesn't deserve a mech as cool as the Bawu. Yeah, the Bawu fucking rules. Uh, Glemmy sucks. He, Glemmy, when, when I say that, like, Mashmere's a simp, Mashmere is, like, the chattest of simps. He has dedicated every single inch of his life to, like, being this, like, perceived, no, being what he perceives Haman should want. Yes. Whereas Glemmy is like a real simp. I was gonna say if we kept up, if we if we ever materialize like the Gundam Abridge stuff, and we do double Zeta. I want Rue to be like a somewhat famous TikToker, and like Glemmy's his her like ultimate simp. Yeah, that tracks. Because Glemmy's like a real a real ass simp. 
Glemmy's so fucking stupid. But Glemmy definitely takes over. Um, uh, once Chara's going to exit stage right, uh, not die, but like exit stage right kind of like Mashmir did, and then Glemmy's going to be like, for the longest portion, the, the recurring bad guy. So we're going to see a lot more of him going forward. I want to see a lot more of him going down in flames. <laughs> but that's that's the cast so far. Let's let's go. I'm gonna share my screen. We're gonna do some mobile suits. Hell yeah! I'm not going to show any of the suits that are returning from Zeta because we've already talked about them, and I don't feel like repeating ourselves. Um, I'm the we we get the we get the we get the Zaku Zeta in this batch of episodes. Yes, that's a new mobile suit that counts. <laughs> so we start with the Gallus J, which was the first thing we see uh, Shirako, not Shirako, fucking Mashmir using. <laughs> Shirako's, Shirako's shitty cousin. That, twi- that tweet was great. Oh my god. Just everybody with purple hair is like kind of related at least. <laughs> so would that mean that he's they're tactically like distant relations, really distantly related to the zombies? Oh god, I mean, may- fucking, it's it's the aristocracy, man. Like, you gotta keep it in the family. So, this is the Gallus J. Mm-hmm. We don't really see much of this thing, and, mo- and all the fights that Mashmere has in it are mostly played for laughs. I like it. I, I like any, I like anything with, like, a long snoot. I like, I like any mech with bird-like qualities. It, it has the Xeon mono-eye. We're gonna get a lot of mono-eye mobile suits. And and yet I'm on record fucking saying that I hate that the fucking Zero wing has wings. <laughs> I've, I'm less shitty about that. I don't care anymore. I'm, <laughs> I'm 30 now. I have more important things to yell about. So we have, so that's, that's pretty much, I like, I like it. It's, it's Zaku adjacent. It, it's, it seems that they're still trying to figure out what they want the distinctive style. And then there's, of the neo of the ecstasy on mobile suits to be because all we saw previously was the cubile and the um the gaza sea you're right that's what it was reminding it's got a very cubile type head it does it has a very similar cubile head but next up we have the geese which was a uh, gemon's uh homemade junk mobile suit and this thing sucks that thing fucking sucks this this thing is this thing is trying so hard to be boss borat and it can't hold a fucking candle yeah, Gamon Bajok sucks. We didn't. But I, he's he's the bungee of Double Zeta. And good thing he fucking dies. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so glad. I was so worried he would come back. I don't want to look at this thing anymore. So we're going to the Zisa because this thing was cool. I do like it. I like its big feet. Uh, I, it's big, covered big chicken in missiles. Walker fucking. It's like a Metal Gear. Yeah. It's like the fucking Sahelanthropus. Yeah, it just the thing is just covered in missiles. It's good. I like it. Just art, art big when mechs that are just covered in fuckloads of missiles are just my favorite. I love it. Yeah. Now we have that, the. Uh, that, now, I'm sorry, but that that reminds me of one of, of one of my favorite lines from I I think Mashmir said it. Fucking oh yeah, even a bad gunner will hit something if he shoots enough, which is like not true. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have the Gaza D, the the I guess the successor to the Gaza C, or an alternative. Mm-hmm. I like its color. There was the the trio of the Gaza D, the Gaza D trio that all get murdered by Judo. Yeah, I I I do I do like them. Oh, they show up again in Unicorn. That's nice. Almost every Double Zeta suit shows up in Unicorn. That's 
astounding to me. I honestly just went into this assuming that that the Universal Century as a franchise going forward just sort of treated this series like a bastard child to never be referenced again. That was until Unicorn, because uh, the guy who made Unicorn, his name, Fukui, loves Double Zeta. Hmm. There is so... I I always say this, that, like, Double Zeta is not required for Charge Counterattack. You can just go from Zeta to Charge Counterattack if that's all... if your main goal is Charge Counterattack. Double Zeta is required for Unicorn. That is great. I love... I am now even more excited to watch Unicorn. I love the mobile armor. It kind of reminds me of the Ashamar from, uh from Zeta. It has this kind of circular thing with the beam rifle in the front. It has those two big crab arms. I love it. Yes, I, I do love that. That's that's the thing that I want, that I, I, I enjoy mechs to be like. Either a bird or a crab. Just two of the optimal creatures on this earth. Next up we have the Hamahama, which was Mashmir's distinct mobile suit for most of the time in space. It's very cool. I like it has its arms can kind of detra- detach and be controlled as like bits. It's very, it's almost, uh, it's almost Zam-like. Yeah, honestly. I, I like this a lot. So I wish they, they would add, um, because Mashmir, it has a mobile suit that he has way later in Extreme Versus, but I wish, I want, like, early series Mashmir with this thing. Hell yeah. Actually, wait, no, it's already in the game, because I think one of Haman's abilities is you can summon it to take hits for you. <laughs> he would. Next up is the Arjarja, which was um, Chara's mobile suit. Which I this thing is fucking cool. It's it has very like, cool. Its beam rifle looks exactly like the Hakushikis, but it's shorter. It has like a has like a bayonet on it. I I like it a lot. I like how pointy it is. It has like little beam cannons like over here, or those little like the, on the shoulders. D- it has like who, Samus shoulders. Who was the mech designer on Double Zeta? I want to say it was still. Um, Oh, wow. It, uh, so this one's done by Yutaka Izubuchi and Mika Akitaka, who did the Hamahama. Um, so it looks like Izubuchi is the uh, main mech designer for, um, so far, for a lot of the mobile suit for a lot of the uh, Z- Neo Zeon mobile suits. I, yeah, I, I do like them. I, I, I do enjoy the aesthetics going on here. A lot of big, a lot of, a lot of big chunky like legs and big like fuck off shoulders and like points and angles like i i i i come for that shit <laughs> i when i was when i was younger i had a really bad opinion that was i disliked the design of a lot of the axis mobile suits cuz i just wanted to see more classic zeon but i'm really glad now that the axis zeon suits have their own distinct That's... look away from classic zeon yeah, I do love. I, I do also love classic Xeon, but um, I you know for for my for for its own for its own reasons, um, I I think classic Xeon, especially like their fucking their fucking carny freak show of mobile armors, <laughs> like it's very much like bridging the gap between super robot and real robot. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but yeah, by the time we get to Axis, they've, they've really hit a good stride. Next, we have the only new, uh, Ayug mobile suit so far, the Double Zeta. Yeah! What do you think of the Double Zeta? Because this is, I, the Double Zeta is, a lot of people see this as, like, the lesser of the four main, like, Tomino Gundams. 
uh, with like the the RX seventy nine. Well, like the five because you have the RX seventy, the RX seventy eight. You have the Zeta. You have the Mark II. You have the double Zeta. Like out of the five, people see this one as the most as like the lesser. But I really like it. It has a classic Gundam face. <clears throat> yeah, I, I I like it a lot. I I think it's it's. I think if you just glanced at it, you could say that it's just kind of like it's trying to, it's trying to just be like the the double Zeta just with more shit piled on top of it <laughs> at a glance, but, um, and I think it's it's other it's other perceived like subjective fault if this isn't your shtick is that it's you know it's a combiner, and so that always, you know, unless you're just going full Getter-Robo not giving a fuck about its parts that it's made up of, it's gonna influence the, the overall silhouette in a major way, but I think they do a really good job with it. I do like its transformation sequence. I think it's, like, it's very Gunbuster-esque. Yeah. Um. I, ha- I For comparison, and... I brought up the uh, RX-78, the Mark II, and the Zeta. Yeah, I, 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 I do... I do like it. I I do appreciate that they used the oldest model sheet for Grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Now we're fucking cooking. I just look like going going back and forth between the RX seventy eight two and the and the double Zeta. It just looks like it's naked. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's it's like it's like oh hold on! It's it's like a fucking yeah. It just. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I love it. Um, I it, it still, does... I still, I, I still fucking love the Mark II so much. Mark II is dope. It's so good. I hope the Mark II does some cool shit in this series. I, I want at least one cool thing. And so, uh, I the combi- I do like the way that the uh, Double Zeta combines, and I like in universe. I can explain that away as just being like Anaheim Electronics engineers are just around a room like what can we make next <laughs> yeah well i mean i think because you know like because they they, they pretty they pretty much just like i don't know if you, you could call it a retcon but it's like in the original series the 79 series as aired the torso of the gundam is a jet fighter and yeah. then you, you just attach shit to it so this is almost which like, they downplay in the movies yeah like they they basically don't show that at all um, because the way that that's ex- the the main fun- function of the uh of that in universe was more of like an escape pod. So if your mobile suit's destroyed, you can fly away in a core fighter. Right. So so this is so I I, I could I could see the double Zeta as basically being a what's the fr- like what's the specific like an efficiency solution. Like what if all of it was core fighters and you didn't have to like what what if what if what if it could like detach and you didn't have to worry about like its legs just floating off into fucking space or some shit like you know um yeah i i i I do i do like like that idea of it um but yeah anaheim was just kind of going off on one it really is just kind of like you know we ran out we ran out like in universe like we ran out of ideas and like you know it's that arms race, right? Of just like, well, first we made like mobile armor, and now we made like like big, powerful mobile suits, and like, oh, now we making, now we're doing transformations, and like now we're doing combiners. I almost wish that that was the gimmick for all of them. Like, what if all of the mobile suits in this show were combiners? Yeah, right. <laughs> they probably so, did not have the budget for that. 
Uh, I think, like, from a strategic perspective, this could kind of make sense, where it's just like, all right, we can launch out the... Instead of launching as a single big target, we can launch four smaller units from either separate ships that are under, you know, different levels of fire. Yeah. And so I think that could kind of make sense. Like, they, they yeah, plus, because, like, 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 maybe, like, because maybe you don't... Especially for the Argama, who doesn't have any resources right now, like... Instead of sending out the double Zeta for every little thing, you can send out a core fighter, and that's the only thing you have to repair. You, the two-thirds of the double Zeta are fine still. Yeah, like the G-Fortress, the core top, and the core base, I think is the three. Yeah. Yeah, the G-Fortress, core top, core base. Yeah. Um, I like I, its I, I do appreciate, I, I do feel it's very on brand for me that I technically own a high grade of this, but it is the Build Fighter's Tryon. You have the try the triple Zeta try on. Yes, I you you uh, fucking course I do, Devin. I love its armaments too. It has a, like a double barreled beam rifle that does massive damage. It has a gigantic beam saber. Yeah, it 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 sliced a fucking asteroid in half in a very Edeon way. Yeah, Edeon style, and it has a ma- I like that the uh, the big gem actually has a function on this uh, at, the, at the core the center of its V fin. Is actually yeah. like a gigantic like blaster cannon. It's awesome. no, yeah, because like my, like like rat rat was trying to debate me like like we were in a Discord call with our other friends and we were just hanging out and I was like I was watching Double Zeta for this show and and they were listening to me watch it and I was like that's where I brought forth my 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 theory of just like this is a super robot show and rat just goes hmm and 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 our friend Arlen is like all right I'm gonna be the debate moderator for this like you each have ten minutes to give your evidence and like. And like I, I I I list I list my like things really quick off the top of my head and like in the middle of of of, of Rat explaining her her like uh, rebuttal to to my evidence that it's a super robot I just I just like interrupt her and shout like it just launched a giant laser beam from its fucking forehead. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I'm a fan of the double Zeta. The double Zeta, even though it shows up only ten episodes in. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. It's like the I don't. I think if yeah, would you just, would you have been disappointed? If it that's I expected it. <laughs> and so it uh, I it, it it continues to be upgraded. They keep giving new shit to the double Zeta. Yeah. And uh, it 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 has a ton of new armaments by the end, and it's cool. I, I like the continued support of it. Uh, moving on from that, we have the Zeta Zaku. <laughs> um. My favorite thing about it is like I I I really just my my brain didn't even think about like how good the Universal Century is at self awareness, like because when 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 Lino launches in it, he immediately is like, oh fuck, this thing only has one eyeball. I can't see three hundred and sixty degrees around me. <laughs> And I was just like, dear God, that's fucking phenomenal. He has such a small field of view. This poor twink is going to die. Oh, we never talked about Eno. Yeah, yeah, Eno, he's good. He, he's he's good. He's the, he's, he's, he's not he's he's a good boy. He loves his friends. He's not a snitch. But in the specific in the specific instance in this series that he doesn't decide to be a snitch, he should be snitching. Maybe he should have snitched. <laughs> he was just raised by the streets, so that's like cardinal sin. Yeah, no, I totally get it. I, I totally get it. And like, even Judo gets it because like Judo knows. Like that was my favorite thing. Is like Judo just knows. It's like this was obviously this is obviously like I 
it's not even a question in my mind. It's the shithead brothers. It's the shithead bro- shit brothers. Yeah, this this is Bulk and Skull, and he's just like, fucking, I know it's them, Lean. I know it's them, you know. And, you know, it's just like, uh. You didn't hear it from me. So, yeah, I, I, I appreciate the fact that you can play as Eno in, in uh, Extreme Versus as the Zetazaku. Gonna fucking main the Zetazaku. <laughs> it's a cheap unit. He's, he's like, he's costs like the least amount of points and he has a lot of the Zeta's moveset. So it's like, he has, he has like a limited version of the Zeta's moveset. So it's cool. Fuck yeah. Next up, we have the Cat's Hole. Yeah. The colony build, the ancient colony builder. This is, I think, the oldest mobile suit. In looks the like that fucking. It's, so like the, it's that. It's that fucking thing you fight in the first stage of Near Automata. Yeah, pretty much. I honestly, I, I would, I would, I can imagine Yoko Taro like being like I, Yoko Taro's seen Double Zeta. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna. I'm confident enough to just say that. Ninety nine percent of no, like seventy six percent of Metal Gear Solid comes from fucking Votoms. Not mm-hmm. even Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear comes from Votoms. Yeah, for sure. So I this I like this thing. It, it I like, and it's funny because it actually has a little bit of consistency with the um, with like the early mobile suits from Origin when they're like making when they're like taking the colony builders and turning them into Zaku's. Yeah, like it it really is like a proto. It's a proto mobile suit. Um, do, is there is is there a uh, is there a gunpla of this thing? I'm not sure. There might be. That would be dope. I, this thing looks fun to build. The cat's hole. And then finally we have the AMX-107 Bawu, which also comes back in, um, in Unicorn. Ooh, seeing it, seeing it like that, like fully stood up, like in full perspective. Oh, it's got a cool character on its skirt. Yeah, Bawu. It's a Chinese character, I think. Fuck. That's so fucking cool. Wow, cool robot. <laughs> so that Glemmy's specific one is red. They have generic ones that are green. Slightly less cool, but still pretty cool. And then it has the uh, mobile armor modes you oh can transform. My God. And then uh I want that. I'm gonna have someone's I'm gonna have like I said I said this during Zeta Gun. Oh, it has two I'm different gonna... trans- transformation <gasps> configurations. Ooh. This is Great. like ship this now is like I have ship... to buy now I have to buy three. This is like ship A and ship B when you're playing a shmup. This one has a narrow but powerful beam, and this one has weak but wide. That that's what they that's what they fucking that's what they call my ass. And then this is the uh, the the unicorn version and the sleeves colors. That's fucking dope. I don't know why I'm so endeared for this. I to, to this I say as I sit my tequila. It, like uh let me i'm gonna have a, this is a surprise for you so i'm going to um a surprise for geo surprise for geo where is it um video games here we go multiple platform i think it's ps3 so okay. from software i'm gonna cut this from software made a game of you know creators of armor of armored core and dark souls and all that made a official gundam unicorn game based on the first three episodes on the ps3 and it also had a bonus scenario that took place before the series that they've elaborated on. It was about how the um, how Full Frontal stole the the Sinanju. Ah. Uh. Because originally there was the uh, Sinanju Stein, which was made from which was made from harvested Neo Zeon data, based on the yeah. So the Sinanju Stein. There's also a, un- a narrative version because there's apparently two units. The first one was stolen and then modified into the red Sinanju that you see in the series. Wow. But the unit the the 
the the unit that uh, Full Frontal uses uh, beforehand. I guess it's not in this one. I'm, I'm gonna have to just Google it. Um, the ser yeah, the Full Frontal's unit was the Rebawu. Oh, it's got heels. Yeah. I love so, a, I love a mech with heels. I love a Butch Dyke mech. <laughs> it had both configuration forms, I the gunner and the flush. attacker. That's 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 going pretty femme, I think. Yeah, but it's also like extremely powerful and strong. It's good. Yeah, it, oh, it's also in the manga 0094 Across the Sky and its sequel which was uh Last Sun. And I think in one of those, I don't remember if it's if it's Across the Sky or Last Sun, uh, but I know Bicha and L come back in one of them. Who come? What comes back? Bicha and L from Double Zeta. Oh Jesus! Good. So, the, uh, so that's all the mobile suits. We can get into the show now. Hell yeah! What do you think of the openings? Because we have two of them. It's the same song as the anime Janai. Um, I like both the the. The, the the subs that I managed to get a hold of don't have the opening or ending, but I I am not a scrub and I was raised better than that. So I every before and after every episode I open up YouTube and watch the opening and ending. I am so proud of you because the second opening for Double Zeta is one of the best in the entire franchise. Wow, I can't so wait to hear it. Ending. I don't know it. The second ending of Double the second I the first, the second opening of Double Zeta is like Haman's theme. <gasps> Any time that Haman shows up in a game, I have to make that her theme. And then uh, the second, the the first ending sucks. <laughs> it sucks so bad. I I think it's I think it's nice. It's not anything, <laughs> but it's, it's nice. Compare that to Hoshizora No Believe. <laughs> oh well, you know, <laughs> fucking nothing's like the 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 like top top tier. Top tier anime endings, fucking Ho Hoshizo no believe, and that one Inuyasha ending that's like <laughs> <laughs> the second one, the second ending of Inuyasha, <laughs> the one where where Sashomaru is sitting on a cliff. Yeah, fucking, I love that. Like fucking, like three o'clock in the morning. I have school tomorrow, but I'm jamming to this fucking thing under my covers. <laughs> I totally know what you're talking about. I know that one. <laughs> um, but no, Does yeah, it... it's it's nice. And like literally, like I, I think what works is the the quality of the ending is synonymous with the quality of the animation. <laughs> it's just a fucking character reel of like it's just still JPEGs of the cast scrolling in outer space, and it's just like, man, this one was coming in hot. <laughs> <laughs> the second ending is like even less intense animation but like i the second ending song makes me like actually emotional oh like i, I, I my my theory is that when the second opening kicks in the second ending kicks in is when the show gets like really really good good because apparently tomino had i don't know how true this is once again if you have more information let me know uh metrospective at gmail.com subject hey douchebag uh i i'm apparently during the front half of the show tomino was barely involved mm -hmm. because he was mostly working on pre-production of char's counterattack i could believe it that makes sense and then when the show and then when when stuff goes on to a later phase where he has to be less directly involved for char's counterattack 
he's moves back to focusing on Double Zeta, which is the second half of the show. So I'm a, so people say that you know that that's the story, but I don't know how true that is because also Tomino said st- stuff like the only thing he remembers from Double Zeta is Anime Genai. <laughs> and apparently that song was like a hit on the radio too. It's good. It's great. So uh, I guess we should we should start start our synopses. <laughs> But but speaking of that, I do just want to say that I do think the it, it it was them. I choose to believe it was them overcompensating for the fact that out of any Universal Century Gundam series, this one is arguably the most anime. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and so they needed to be like, nah, we gotta sell this. We gotta sell this as a legitimate Gundam series directly up front. Don't worry, it's not an anime. And then it proceeds to be an entire anime. <laughs> it's really true. Oh my god, I I I like anime tonight. It's it's fun. It, there this this show the I gotta say neglecting the first episode where the only real plot thing that happens in that one is some new footage of like bright talking to fa and he's just like man shit's bad (laughs) (laughs) and that's really only the only real thing we see that takes place after the end of zeta Mm -hmm. but i'd say like two weeks after the end of the grips conflict the events of gundam sentinel are already happening where, uh, to briefly summarize Gundam Sentinel before we do it without too many spoilers, the remnants of the Titans, well, not all the Titans were defeated. Pretty much just their main fleet was. So there were still a lot of Titan sympathizers around. One of them was a uh, ba- was an asteroid base called Pezin that was originally owned by Zeon during the One Year War, which was full, which was essentially where they did all their top secret mobile suit research, was at this base. Mm-hmm. It became a Federation outpost where they started making secret mobile suits. Uh, after the announcement of the f- at, at, that the uh, feder- that the Federation is completely endorsing the AUG, these guys stage a gigantic mutiny and take over the and take over the uh, entirety of Pezen with the with the prototype mobile suits that are incredibly powerful at at Pezen. Uh, this is like days after the end of Zeta, if not like twenty four hours afterwards. So the Federation amasses a fleet. Task Force amasses a fleet, and uh, right as the fleet is leaving Earth, it then sides with the mutineers. Fucking whoops. And uh, they name themselves the New Decides, which is uh, a new, not decide, they say in the text. It's like, it's a new word, decide, as an anti-colony. Ah. So these guys are even more mask-off, hateful of space noise. It's a diss track. And uh, they manage to conquer a city on the moon and take over a couple... uh, orbital colonies and they have to and essentially a large chunk of the federation fleet that's still around defected to the titans to the new titans so the federation's in a very quick but very brutal civil war while haman is kind of sitting there just like oh cool (laughs) this is great and that's the plot of gundam sentinel very loosely that's happening during the front half of double zeta yeah because i i am sort of like i i'm not because i honestly don't give a fuck about them but i know that they're always around but i i I am wondering this entire time is like wow i wonder what the federation's even up to um right now fighting a civil war (laughs) that tracks that seems like something they'd do (laughs) they're 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 like they thought they defeated the titans were defeated but like there's still a lot of the titans were defeated by the au (laughs) the titans were defeated by the au and like i think a lot of the maybe 
Because part of what I believe is that a lot of ships that were with the AU were, like, Federation ships that just defected. <laughs> the, Federa- and then- the, the Federation's like, the Federation's like, quick, put all the surviving Titans on a no-fly list and get rid of their Olive Garden pasta cards. <laughs> <laughs> we almost got relevant there for a second. <laughs> uh, so... What I think also is that there was a lot of, um, a lot of AUG members have already rejoined or rematriculated themselves back into the Federation military because they're, they're a lot, their joining of the AUG was temporary. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the, I think the, the Federation also sent a lot of ships to aid the, the AUG in the final couple battles when, after, you know, Char made a speech and then the Federation denounced the Titans. Yeah. Because there's also a lot of people from Karaba and AUG who are also involved with Task who are uh, part of Task Force Alpha, which is the main characters of uh, Gundam Sentinel. So that's what's going on there. Ch- Haman, as far as we've re- watched into the show, Haman has not invaded Earth yet. There is no first Neo Zeon War yet. No, yeah, that and that is the that that is the vibe that I am getting from this series. Is just like like this is this is absolutely like like. W- we like the 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 weird military shit that still is always going on even when there's not a quote-unquote war like 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 people think that like especially in the especially in like the the 20th century going forward people like to try to frame history in terms of like we are we we go back and forth between being in a specific war and then the war ends and we're not at war until the next war but like no (laughs) That's yeah. not how it works, it turns out. It's, it's not. There's always some sort of Tom Clancy military kerfuffle happening somewhere. Yeah. Someone's fucking up somewhere. <laughs> so, the series opens really strongly, I think. With, like, Judo just kind of floating around in space, and he sees the Argama, and it's playing, like, the, tr- the that really kind of, like, sad Ayug music. Yeah, um, I also like that like Judo is established uh, much, much like much like another much like another pilot I could name uh, doesn't 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 tend to wear a normal suit when he pilots. Nope, not not at all. He 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 later gets a really cool one. It looks like Camille's, but instead of being all white, it's white on red. Cool. He has, it has like an orange visor instead of Camille's green one. He is also red. He is. I like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I, Tomino apparently does not know why Char barks in the beginning, in the opening of, of Zeta of Double Zeta. Um, I'm not I, in the show! Uh, uh, mm, okay, you know what? Can we just... <laughs> okay, I need to, because you just... Okay. <laughs> Do you want to know my thesis? Do you want to finally know my thesis? I, okay, tell me your thesis. Judao is Judao is the next char. Judao is a better char. Judao has the potential to be a better char. And obviously given how the universal century pans out, he doesn't meet that destiny. But I fully believe, I fully believe like not not even like production-wise narratively, but in my own fucking headcanon, like the text is there, the evidence is there. Judao has everything that char lacked and why char ultimately failed, like Judao is everything that Char was and everything that Char wasn't. I'm listening. 
like Judah ultimately has what Char lacked, which was the full brunt of socioeconomic inequality and actually being abandoned by the systems purported to like sustain us. Like he's he's a he's a war torn child. Like Char, like y- you know, like even if you don't, even if you're some boring asshole who doesn't like thinking about how origin may or may not be canon, like Char had Char grew up like with safety nets after he was after his family was torn apart affluent people supporting him like like Jimba Rawl and such and like not feeling like he was able to make any change without utilizing the systems he wished to overturn much like his father did that was also that was also it's like Zeon Daikun's failing was like trying to do a revolution by just like being an identical system of hierarchy um and he got poisoned for it like, Judao would rather not benefit at all from state power, like, openly offered to him. Only when his family and friends, like, push him does he even consider accepting any help from the Argama. Char's ultimate, also, Char ultimately has selfish motivations of vengeance, is the thing propelling him at first. And, like, at, at, at the moment, Judao has none. But both and- figures, both figures at this stage in their lives, like, when they were young, like, when Char was young... Are equally disinterested. By the time Char, by the time is, by the time Char is Judo's age, he's already killed like eight people. Yes, fair, but like even, <laughs> but regardless, he's even. But but again, like Judo hasn't, but he would. Exactly. He would, yeah. He would, I mean, like, they, but they are at this point in their in their young lives, they're both just disinterested in the larger future of life in space. Outside forces push them into action. Um, yeah, but I just think Judo has a better perspective on everything. And he would never make the same mistakes Char made. Um, I, and I because also think that everybody, and this is what made me finally tell you now, because what what everyone talks about is Char barking. What no one fucking talks about is that immediately after that, Char fades off into obscurity, and who the fuck is there after him? Judal barking in the exact same fucking way. <laughs> I love it. Louder. Judao is the new char. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I, like, there actually is a lot, uh, in terms of all the main characters, there is a lot of, like, post-series Judo lore. So I'm excited to get into that with you when we finish the series. Can't wait. And I think Judo makes the smartest choices out of, like, anybody in the entire franchise. Of course he does! He's my boy! So... The the show opens with Judo and Eno doing their shit, and they oversee the, and the the uh, they see the the husk that is the Argama that was the Argama like cr- like limping into port. Uh, Camille has regressed even further. He is no longer speaking. He is completely catatonic. Fa is taking care of him, and uh, they they manage to dock. And Bright is like, "Can we have some repairs, please?" And they're like, "With what money?" <laughs> they're like we no, live in a like, society we live in a society dude like we we got and so they're only they're bare, like they're i don't even think they get repairs until they get to the lavi and rose i think the Ayug, the, the Ayug is that a broke where's wong lee when you need him <laughs> right like i just think that like the ending of the grips conflict was not ideal for anybody and I think Ayug leadership is pretty fucked right now because technically Char was the leader of the Ayug, and he's just dead? Question mark. Yeah, pr- presumed dead. Char is presumed dead. Although honestly, since everyone knows he's Char, I wonder if they don't even presume he's dead, even though all logic points to it. Like he already did <laughs> it. Gonna... One... He already did it once. 
we are going to have some things to talk about. I love it. I lo- uh, Char Asnival is my guy. <laughs> I, I we're gonna have some things to talk about in part three or four, depending on how we break this up. Mm-hmm. But uh, they're like, hey, yeah, there's also a Heisek out. You know, it's like, hey, there's also a Heisek out there. Let's go get it. And Judo's like, no, I don't want to split it with with Beecha. Fuck him. Fuck Beach. And they find an escape pod of the Hambabri. Uh, the re- the exact same. I I like. I don't know, just seeing Yazan one last time in his Titans pilot suit, I was like, ah, Zeta was good. <laughs> and the, he, they're like, yeah, this thing will get us like a thousand gila. So they open it up and Yazan's just still in there. Somehow alive. For Maybe there's like really good life support systems or whatever. I don't know the extent of that technology. Or maybe Yazan was just had food and rations in there and then just passed out. Yeah, he's just like fucking like munching on a protein bar and pissing his pants. That's exactly how many like how many like bottles of piss or bar are the, like the footwell of that escape pod. God, uh, that what a crazy ass! And like immediately he stands up and he's just like, "Where's the Argama?" <laughs> uh, we meet Beecha and Mondo. I don't think L shows up until the next episode, but uh, Yazan's like, "We're gonna steal the Zeta Gundam," and everyone and they're surprisingly are like, "All right." So Yazan like jacks a semi like just pistol whips a dude in the face and throws him onto the road i need this <laughs> and me beach and mondo are just like wow fucking awesome and then you see a little bit more of you know Eno and judo being like eh, that was a little uh unnecessary <laughs> so yaza everything gives them- zeta the first 15 episodes of, of devil zeta could be described as that was kind of unnecessary <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love, I love, I love it. Uh, they they manage to get Jack into the spaceport. Uh, I like see, I like the the image of a, just a semi floating in zero gravity, <laughs> and uh, Yazan jumps out in like a in like a mini mobile suit, like God, it's me, bitches. <laughs> and uh, there's just complete and utter chaos. Judah, uh, they they initially try to they take Fa as a hostage because Fa was in like an ambulance taking Camille to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And Judo is like, don't point guns at girls, that's wrong. <laughs> and then Fa is just kind of really being Fa about it. Fa is very in character. Kind of being like, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what the fuck? And uh, Camille, like, Judo ha- feels something. He's like, wait. And so he goes into the back and sees Camille, and Camille moves, like, for the first time and, like, acknowledges Judo's existence and, like, smiles. And they, like, touch hands, and then, like, the background disappears, and it becomes space. And I like to think of that as, like, Judo already was a latent new type, but, like, Camille is, like, so ascended and awakened at that point that he just activated, yeah, he's, like, he's he accelerated. galaxy-braining. Because, apparently, according to Tomino, like, Camille is the most powerful new type to ever live. Oh. So I'm th- so the way I interpreted that scene is that <laughs> that like, just made me like is it weird like that made me like th- that didn't make me go like oh wow that's so cool for Judo that or, or or Camille that made me that just made me go like oh man that sucks for Camille <laughs> like I mean at least like not as far as like new types go into the series so it's like that we've seen yeah so he reaches out and he grabs Judo's hand and I see that as like Judo's now. Like, he kind of, his new type abilities are, like, more activated now. Like, maybe Judo always always had a good sixth sense. Like, there's one of my favorite new type moments is in Crossbone Gundam. Oh, cool. Where the main character of Crossbone, Tobia, is, like, essentially 
ejected into space and he has like a tiny he has like a tiny little shuttle and he's trying to figure out he had so using math and figuring out the trajectory of the direction his ship is going he just he figures the right way to launch himself so he'll re-meet it at some point and wow. i was like that's because he just did all these calculations wicked fast in his head because he's a new type i that i like that shit where like more than just oh i'm a psychic or oh i'm controlling funnels it's like no i have like accelerated spatial awareness and i can do i can do math really fast yeah or, or, or like even like and, and i'm sure it's not even it's not even like traditional like math it's just sort of like i am so aware of my surroundings and the variables that i can just presume yeah and then when he shows up back at the main ship they're just like what the fuck toby how did you find us and he's just like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> So it's it's stuff like so I feel like Judo already had like he's a fourteen year old scrappy like junker he already has some wits about him yeah and uh, what so Judo is like okay I'm about to steal the double Zeta and like Bright is just like what a scrappy young kid stealing a Gundam this has never happened before <laughs> <laughs> yeah like like Bright is having like Bright is basically like breaking the fourth wall like bright is aware of the narrative through line of his life and the broader and the broader lineage of the universal century he's like hmm yeah i gotta recruit this i gotta i gotta fucking i gotta get this kid to join the military i'm i'm third third time's the charm right this paramilitary resistance organization (laughs) yeah fucking we'll feed you uh yazan I, I, this, this is where we get the first death of Double Zeta, and man, I would be so pissed if I was Saigusa. <laughs> I survived the Battle of Grips, and I get smacked and murdered in, like, the first episode of Double Zeta. Because uh, Yazan smashes his mo- his little mini mobile suit into Saigusa and kills him, which, prom- which uh, incentivizes Judo to take over the uh, Double Zeta, to which he the blows Zeta. up. The, the regular Zeta, you're right. And he uh, smacks Yazan, and Yazan escapes in the distraction, but then they all kind of... It would be Yazan. Y- Yazan is the mo- Yazan's the only motherfucker who can, one, somehow survive, and then, two, immediately wake up and murder somebody after the battle's over. Two weeks later, man, I like Psycho's in the shower like that day. It's just like I got a bad feeling, but man, I survived the one. I survived the Battle of Grips. I can survive anything. <laughs> yeah, the, our our very first for the for the in memoriam episode after after we covered Double C. In memoriam, Psychosa. Oh man. The uh, so the episode ends with the first the well the real first episode second episode ends with uh, the Endra showing up outside of Shangri La and sending a briefcase full of gold to the mayor named Damar of uh, of Shangri La and this is where we meet Mashmir for the first time as he's now bribing everyone with just briefcases full of gold bullion. That's fuck want... fucking wild. I, like, what, like, what, like, what, like, one of my notes was just like, why the fuck does anyone care about gold anymore? <laughs> <laughs> like, this is we have space, like we have space colonies all around everywhere. Like, we we have to be post scarcity at this fucking point. We're mining the galaxy, or at least the the, the Earth sphere. 
Yeah, uh, the solar system. How, yeah, like I think I don't know how far, how much further we've gone than like the frontier colonies of Jupiter. Yeah, um, but fucking yeah. I mean, I guess it is just like you know, it's it's, it, it's it's just it's just space because like uh, arguably we're post scarcity now. A hundred percent of scarcity is artificial. Exactly. Um, it's 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 some motherfucker in a suit going. You can't have access to this. We have it. You can't. You can't get it though. Unless I become a kajillionaire. <laughs> so, uh, Damar is immediately like, yeah, the Endor can do whatever they want. I don't care that they're Axis. They're giving me money. And, mm-hmm. uh, that leads us to Chimotter, who is the, uh, like, just kind of a bureaucrat. Who's just like, this is fucked up. I'm gonna go tell the Aug about this. <laughs> I'm gonna tattle on you to the Argama. Because <laughs> I think he's just like, you know, like, f- why are you fucking with these Axis people? Aren't you pro Aug? You're, space- you're a space-noid. Fucking... <laughs> Come on. Didn't you see that super cool speech? <laughs> did Did you not see, like, Char fucking Asnable made that speech? I want to be Char Asnable. You know who doesn't want to be Char Asnable? Char Asnable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, he you want to be me? Cool. <laughs> he tried so hard to not be. They just didn't let him be Quattro Vegeta. <laughs> oh. So, uh... At this point, we meet Lena and L, where Lena is, because Judo and his friends are like, we're gonna go back to the spaceport because we're gonna go steal the Zeta and we're gonna make a fuckload of money. Who are they gonna like? Who are they gonna fucking sell that? To? I mean, I guess they would like. Would they break it down for parts? Like, how how are they gonna move Gundarium? What the fuck? Who? What buyer do you have, Judo? You're fourteen. I honestly think they haven't thought ahead that far. I get arrested immediately. <laughs> I'm, just ima- I'm just imagining like a ton of fifty-year-olds who just get who just come ac- who like like no country for old men style just come across like a hundred of dead bodies and like a gigantic briefcase full of cocaine. Jesus, <laughs> they're just like, oh, we're gonna be rich now. <laughs> oh my god! Like, there's like I, I I need the I need the 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 AU where the where like the the Argama, like, docked somewhere else completely. Um, or, or just, like, or they, they actually steal it and run away, and so they go on some, like, Breaking Bad-esque adventure in the under, in the seedy underbelly of the Shangri-La trying to sell the parts of the, like, they, it's, it's less like, oh, now we're gonna be rich, now it's like, oh, fuck, we have to sell an entire Gundam before they catch us with it. Like, how do we... (laughs) Oh my god. If we if we get caught with a single piece of this Gundam, we're gonna like the Federation's gonna lock us away forever. We have to sell all of the parts of this Gundam as fast as possible. <laughs> oh my god, you're right. <laughs> oh my god. I want I want that show. And Lena Breaking made... Zeta. Breaking Zeta! Uh, like Lena and um, L are a lot. Well, L is all for stealing it because she's like, she, L is just one of the one of the guys. They all want to steal. Like, yeah, like I mean, except for Lena, they all want to steal it. Lena doesn't want them doing any fucking thing except for going to school. <laughs> like you're, you're fourteen, go the fuck to school. And uh, so at that point, that we meet, we meet our boy Mash Marcello. And Mashmir's whole plan here is like, I'm going to present the Argama unharmed to Haman, and she's going to make me her even more special boy. 
I do not even think Haman Khan knows his name. <laughs> no. I don't think they've ever spoken one-on-one. I think he's only seen her from, like, the the 30th row in a big auditorium giving a speech. Like a speck on the stage. Did, did you see that gif I made? <laughs> <laughs> no, what? Here we go. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Mashmere just sucks so bad, and that's why I love him. That's like, that's me though, is the thing. <laughs> I, do you think that these all all these flashbacks did happen? No. And that was all, so, all like completely manufactured because she knows she can get Mashmere to just do anything. I deadass don't think these scenarios happened at all. I think this is literally like, because like all of the flashbacks just so happened to be like hyper specific shit that that she said to him for these exact problems that he wouldn't have been able to predict. I think he's going into his he's going into his mind palace and asking his brain Haman for advice. He's he's asking the Haman Talpa that wakes him up in the morning. Yes, like he's asking his fucking body pillow. <laughs> Haman card. Oh no. Oh, if one exists, I would like it. I would like to own one if it exists. I would not ever flip it over to the lewd version because I'm a gentlewoman. The other one is it's her, it's, it's her naked but covering herself, and there's a gun pointed directly at you, but it's also a Never mind, that's on. the only one I would ever have it on. <laughs> and I'm a liar and a fraud. Over, and when you flip it over, it actually is a real gun, and it shoots you in the head. Yeah! <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh, that's how I choose to die. Ah, <laughs> uh, great. Uh, for those at home, the gif is... Uh, Mashmir staring longingly as Haman sensually strokes the stem of a wine glass, and then he goes, <gasps> "Oh my god, I hate it." She wouldn't. She she would fucking never. <laughs> so Mashmir gets into his gallus J before the thing is even like finished. <laughs> They're just like, "Dude, your gallus. We haven't even like assembled this thing yet. There's not even a cockpit like thing on." He's like, "I don't need it." <laughs> and just launches and Gatan is immediate first officer Gatan goes and just like I <laughs> I guess yeah, this my, is my job my, yeah yeah he's like like anytime like Gatan is proof that like that that Mashmir is whenever he whenever we get the flashbacks he is think he is playing it in his head in real time because God is just staring at him, being like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> He's just staring off into space, getting like notice, getting like a tiny chub. <laughs> Gatan notices, but doesn't, but tries not to look at it. I had a great comparison of Gatan and Mashmir that you liked a lot, where I compared them to Kip and Zach Brannigan from Futurama. <laughs> Someone needs to redraw that. <laughs> oh God, I need to. That would. <laughs> It's it's true. Just like that. That's how we would. That's how we would dub them in like Zeta Bridged or Double yes! Zeta Bridged. Double Zeta Bridged. Oh my god. <laughs> the 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 honestly the only bet I think if <laughs> God I Double Zeta Bridged would end up being longer than Zeta Bridged because I would want to linger for so long on Shangri La. 
<laughs> but in a real in like I I I had this thought of like in in the actual hypothetical movie trilogy of Double Zeta, Shangri La is like the first act. Where they extend it. No, no. I mean, in the, the like the the first act of the of the of an overall first part of the film, like they they oh, get to gonna... they get to like I like like realistically, you would want them to get to space like after the first like twenty minutes of the movie. Yeah, I'd feel that because like as I said, we're gonna bring up Ida. You know, this is where I'm gonna do it because the pacing of the first couple episodes were like not that much happens in the in like episodes two through eight, and it feels kind of like how. Episode four of Edeon is called Escape from Planet Solo, but they're on Planet Solo until episode like nine. Yeah, um, which is a shame because like all of my strongest notes come from the first like eight episodes, and as soon as we get to space, my notes drop like a fucking brick. This one is also the one where Judo sneaks aboard the Argama, where he gets in, and uh, Shinta and Coom help him out and hide him. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of just like, yeah, Yazan was a Titan. He sucks, and the Titans are bad guys. And they tell him about like Camille, and then like Astonage walks in. And is like, wait, who the fuck are you? <laughs> Everybody else is dead. Who are you? Oh my god. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then the uh, that was my favorite line of dialogue to establish Judao as a character of Shinta going, "You don't look like a bad guy. I'm a good judge character." And he gives Judao some food, and Judao immediately replies with, "Thank you. I came here to steal the Zeta." <laughs> I'm here to put my my kid my kid sister through college. Right, <laughs> such a good boy. Uh, the when the Gallus J shows up though, um, Chim Otter came to warn them about you know the Endra being there, and Mashmir essentially is just I think he's he sits there and he's just like trying to threaten them into surrendering and just hey stand down we're here just give us the Argama give us the Zeta Gundam and the Argama and Judo just comes out there like no not in my neck of the woods. And yes. they have a they have a bit of a dumb fight while they're both of their cockpits are open. Yeah, they they do that for several fucking episodes. I don't know they 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 really had this fucking shtick they wanted to keep doing where everybody's cockpits were open. And I'm like, I guess that makes it more dramatic and dangerous. But it's like, why is everyone's cockpit busted? I kind of like that in this where it's like people are act- people who have never really piled in mobile suits before are acting like they've never piled in mobile suits before it's it's people it's people acting like it's people who haven't piloted mobile suits before and it's people piloting mobile suits that are fucking broken because it's immediately after an enormous conflict like Fa launches in the Methus to help out at some point i like once again my my memories are not quite as are not quite as fresh but i know that uh Judo does slice off the head of the Gallus J in a duel because he like he fought he was like okay cool beam sa- beam beam saber and he hits a button and then it just like ejects out of the out of the Zeta's wrist and he like drops it and he's like oh wait that's where yeah. it comes from um yeah and then that we we get we get my favorite and uh, my other favorite like episode three has a lot of great lines and the other one is is my name is Mashmir Sello I am the commander of the Axis Cruise Ender and Judo goes I'm Judo Ashta and I'm cutting class. <laughs> yeah the subs i had said playing hooky but that works too <laughs> My, these subs are pretty problematic there's a lot like in episode 11 there's that line where um there there's like i guess that suburb was just wanted to throw as much homophobia into the subs as they could even when it's not there in the oh original God. text yeah i didn't i didn't get that in my subs at all no, the, I have the original bad subs just because, like, I, I was too lazy to download another copy of Double Zeta in 1080p for, like, 70 gigs. That's fair. 
So I'm just like, I, I, I know this show enough that I, and I, I, I'm at the point where I can pretty much hear that this is not what they're actually saying in the text. Yeah. Like, there's that line where, um, uh, it's in episode 11 when Gatan is rescued by Mashmir, and then he starts, like, prostrating himself, like, oh, thank you, Lord Mashmir, and Mashmir goes, ugh. Like, the, yeah. the subtitle line is, no homo, but in Japanese he says, kimochi wa nui, which is just kind of like, oh, that's gross, or like, or like, oh, I feel sick. Yeah, like, like, yeah, he says something along those lines in, in my dub, and it's, and it's, 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 it's less about what he's actually, it's less about being, like, d- disgusted at anything homosexual, it's more just, like, what I interpreted it as was, like, you're not usually like this, this is not our dynamic, and I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, that's, that's exactly, yeah, and if they made like, it, like, you, like, ew, you don't like me, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas in these subs, it's just like, oh, no homo. It's like, or ew, it's like, ew. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty much. <laughs> I'm it's, not it's, straight, so I can say that. I'm still gonna bleep it. Don't hate douchebag me about <laughs> about what slurs I can say. I'm still gonna bleep it. <laughs> you know what? Do it. Bleeping cusses is funny. <laughs> so it, there, there is some slurs. There is a lot of that where like Judo calls like calls Mashmir that twice, and I was like, uh. can you, can you bleep our swears with the new type flash? <laughs> I can try. <laughs> I can try. So the the so at the end of that episode, the uh, Argama decides that we're not safe in the spaceport. We're not getting anything really done here. Let's just like hide in the garbage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same. So Chimatter is still trying to negotiate in order to get the uh, the doubles the because uh, there's the continuing uh, thing where the Junker Guild which we now see uh, in this episode, which is led by uh, Gemon Bajak, everyone's least favorite Bungie. Ugh. I still, hate, I still hate Bungie more than him, but he also really sucks. Yeah, Gemon sucks, and I'm glad that Rue hit him in the head with a pipe. That was pretty cool. That was so... Th- honestly, that's what immediately endeared me to Rue, was because she fucking the- brained this garbage man. <laughs> That's his her first appearance is braining this dude. It's so good. I love her. Oh yeah, and then so, fucking um um which which episode are we on? We're on episode four, Hot oh, Blooded okay. Mashmere. <clears throat> okay, because I was looking through my notes to see that like I I I I didn't even know his name by episode seven. I just said this junkyard man is the bungee of the Universal Century. Yeah, um, Gamon Bajak. My next, my next note for that, for 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 that episode, seven episodes in, Judo finally puts on a helmet. <laughs> uh, so at this point, Mashmir is uh, driving around with Gauton, and Gauton's like, "Okay, like if we could, let's take." He's like, "There's wounded Aug soldiers at this hospital. We're gonna take him hostage." And Mashmir's like, "No, we're not doing that." And like takes that's dishonorable, and like takes the wheel from him because they narrowly avoid killing Fine Camille. Yeah, this 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 episode's very good. Not d- nothing of import happens, but it's very good, and that's my that's my summary of Shangri-La as a whole, really. Because Ga- Gatan shows up, you know, Gamon shows up in the next one. This is the one where, um, yeah, this is the one where where everybody attacks Mesh. This is the one where everybody abuses Mashmir. Good. Where uh, Mashmir apologizes, and he's just like, "I will." He like. He completely not knowing that Fa and Camille are in the AU, despite Fa still wearing her goddamn AU uniform. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where Mashmir's just like, oh no. 
this poor boy, he has been he has been hurt by this war. Don't worry, young lady, I'll make it so that war never happens again. <laughs> it's just like, man, if Camille was like alive right now, he would beat the shit out of you. <laughs> like Camille would just throw Mashmir off the side of a mountain. <laughs> just fucking just fuck it. Just do it. I like to believe that Camille is still entirely, like, in there. He's just, like, a prisoner in his own body, so he just has running commentary about what's going on. (laughs) Just like, this fucking sucks. So bad. Uh, so, they're like, alright, we've we've found out that they're in the, uh... We found out that they're in the junkyard. We're gonna try to lure them out, and we planted explosives to trap them in the area. We, we we smuggled in the Gallus J covered in wine bottles for some reason. And then he's like, why not roses? <laughs> and, uh, and God, so... Yeah, we, we, didn't, we didn't mention that. The one thing... The, the, only, the only proof that he has that he's ever directly interacted with Haman is, is, like, she supposedly gave him a rose that he immediately, like, fucking, like, preserved so it, like, will never wilt. And he wears it. He wears it all the time, and it gets bent at one point, and he gets really mad. God. Come on. <laughs> Mashmir is so... <laughs> I love him so much. Mashmir is the first, is the perfect, like, first villain for this series. It Yeah, it, he really establishes the tone for better and worse. Mashmir is, like, my favorite part of the, of the, of the uh, Shangri-La arc. He is the Shangri-La arc, like, for, he like... Is. It's, it's... It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal what a fucking moron he is. All of so, his I- all of his ideas are bad. He's not good at anything. That which is why that he's not there with the rest of Axis right now plotting the invasion of the Earth. They his really j- he's the f- <laughs> Do you know who he is? Who is he? He's Invader Zim. Oh no, he is. <laughs> Haman just like being like the all like the, the almighty tallest, just being like, uh, Mashmir, why don't you go to Shangri La? That's it's very important that you go there. The Argam is there, and they have one. They have one half pilot. <laughs> you should just go and finish him off. It'll be easy, but very honorable. <laughs> Thank you, Haman Sama. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. <laughs> like I, I guess, like that would make hmm, this metaphor is falling apart because, like, because that would make it Goten Gur. <laughs> if Gotan's a smart, I think Gotan and Mashmir have like a single brain cell that they share. Yeah, that's like I like. Except Gotan hoards it. <laughs> He really does, but then he he like he does lose it when they get to space, because <laughs> that's when Mashmir has it. <laughs> yeah, and he he uses his one brain cell to leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, in this one, the Gallus J's hatch still doesn't work, and mm-hmm. um, so Mashmir's just like whatever. I'm just gonna go this way. Judo like grappling hooks onto it. And while um, L and Beecha just pelt him with glass bottles full of sand. Good. Deserve it. And, and uh, so that this one is where uh, Judo gets into the Zeta Gundam again. And he manages to finally close the... Um, he manages to close the cockpit. But Gatan's bombs go off and punch a hole in the colony. 
and that's the first. And then uh, Judo and Mashmere fight in space this time. Yeah. There's and the but uh, it's, you get to see Judo like covering the the hole in the cockpit with the uh, with his with his coat. And then he he sees Fa one more time, and he's just like, "Oh shit, she was part of the Ayuk." <laughs> Mashmere is bad at his job. Yeah. Ep- episode five is Judo's decision. This is the one I was thinking of, where um, Lena's like, "Hey, maybe you guys should like Judo. You're kind of good at mobile suits. Why don't you, you know, join the Argama? Why don't you like actually get you know a responsible job with good people?" And Judo's like, nah, that sounds like work, and that fucking sucks. <laughs> I like stealing shit. I like, yeah, he he loves be, he loves being a shitty dumb catboy too much. He oh. know, he he knows he's stupid, and he loves it this way. And so he goes. He decides in defiance of his sister to go to school. I I do have a note about Mashmir's flashback for this episode. I wrote Haman is gently cumping, cupping that rose like it's a woman's nutsack. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love this like strange Haman Tulpa that lives in his mind. Yeah, no, it's, it's not it's, Haman card. It 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 isn't, but it's it's like it's the same Haman that lives in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the Haman that didn't that like that like shot three men, threw a smoke grenade, and rolled three feet to the left. <laughs> I want like I fucking <laughs> if he if he could have been a fly on the wall for that like I just he probably would have still like come up with some excuse for her as to how it was still a cool thing to do <laughs> how it was still completely chaste and honorable uh, uh Haman is a t- is a master of tactical espionage action she's so li- nimble. Uh, I, man, I'm so glad that at that point, fucking, um, Yamatov decided to make Jared his number two guy for a hot minute, because as anybody else would have just shot Haman in the head. Yeah. But it was Jared, so he fucked up. Huh. I almost that forgot, was... I almost forgot about Jared. What a fucking loser. Because Haman is, good, you almost forgot about Jared, good. <laughs> Because Haman is dislodged from the causality of the universe. That's what. Uh, that that's that's why Judo. Ju- no, that that's why Camille. That that's the main reason Camille is comatose. He's tapped into the. He's tapped into the fucking hard to the hard drive of his brain, and he's overclocking it to wipe out all memory. It's, he's he's eternal sunshining fucking Jared out of his brain. <laughs> it's the only way he can go on living. I don't want to think about that cheese-headed motherfucker ever again. <laughs> Fucking mailbox head motherfucker. <laughs> How did your mom die, Camille? I don't know. Uh. <laughs> so when everyone's, I liked uh, the the little bit with Beecha uh, going to school and then immediately falling asleep, and then his teacher like breaking a fucking vase over his head. Yeah, I I do like that he actually goes to school and it goes it it goes about how it realistically goes when the kid who never comes to school actually shows up. 
And then uh, Shinta and Kum go to the school and write ZG in like with the, one of those chalk pushed machines. Yeah. And they're like trying to get Juno's attention so that he could pilot the Zeta. Meanwhile, now like Gemon is all like, hey, I'm a big fan of you guys ever since I saw the battle of uh, when you guys took over the colony laser. That shit was hype. So I'm on your guys' team now. Fuck the AU. They're pussies. And Gotten's like, we should listen to this guy. And Mashmir's like, uh, are you sure? He's like, yeah, I got my own mobile suit too that I built myself. The the gaze. <laughs> and so he, he he takes it out and pretty much is flying around. He takes it out and fly, is flying around and then immediately sees the ZG at the high school and like slams down there and immediately starts destroying a public school f- on, the, on the assumption that the pilot that the, that they're affiliated with the AUG uh-huh. to immediately when Mashmere's just like oh fuck I I do like that when like everybody's on like the roof and like getting attacked by the mobile suit they like they like they're just like oh no we're, like we're like please help us Zeta Gundam like the Zeta Gundam will save us and it's like fucking what are you talking about and then the Zeta Gundam actually shows up and it's just like okay this is some gamera ass shit like zeta the zeta gundam is the protector of all children because <laughs> i think fa took fa legit like steals l's car mm-hmm. fa like legit just i need your car bye <laughs> and i think fa shows up in the zeta yes and i'm really sad because i fa is the most experienced pilot here and she jobs to this dude Ugh. i was yeah. i was I was irritated by that. I'm like, dude, Fa was fighting, like, on par with, like, Yazan in the Methus. Like, come on. She just doesn't have it in her. her boyf- Fa was too her, worried about Camille. Her boyfriend's a fucking new, ty- new type potato. So, uh, Judo gets in, and this is when there's that gif of the Zeta doing, like, the Fist of the North Star punches. Oh, yeah. And that's where this is from, where he beats the shit out of the, uh, out of Gammon. But at this point, then uh, Judo is—they're like—they're walking back, and then they're like, "So, Judo, are you finally gonna gonna join the join the Argama?" Judo's like, "No, I'm gonna steal this shit." No, you fuck fuck off, you fucking pigs! Eat shit. (laughs) (laughs) So this one was pretty funny. This one was um. The, the menace of the Zisa. So, this one starts with, uh... Mashmir and Gautan meet Damar, the mayor of Shangri-La, who is just getting more money, and he, Damar runs away to his wife, who's in their big palatial estate. Like, look at all this money we yes. got! We can finally get off this shitty colony! I fucking loved that so much! And just how all this stupid shenanigans leads to the complete and utter destruction of their home... It's very good. Fuck his, you, rich people. His fucking, his fucking, like, <laughs> he wanted to take his entire wine collection. <laughs> Fuck off. Fuck this guy, right? <laughs> Asshole. And he gets what he, he gets it. He gets it. Uh, so this time, Mashmir is just like, I'm going to try out the new Zisa on the Endra. Uh, Bright is saying that, like, you know, he keeps telling people, like, hey, can you work on the ship? And they're just like, guys, you don't have, like, like, telling the space workers, like, you guys don't have money for us to, like, repair your ship. 
and he's like, man, like, why? we're the Aug. We're the only reason that the Titans aren't here right now. But that doesn't put dinner on these guys' dinner on these guys' plates, which is <laughs> we live in a society. Yeah. So they get note that the uh, a couple days away, the Lavian Rose is on the way, and a couple days away, so they can launch from side one into the Lavian Rose and actually get repairs finally. <laughs> All the punks, the double Zeta punks, are on the are on the Argama. And Lena is just like, hey, yes, I'm so happy that my, you, my, my brother can actually get, like, a good meal and can work here for food. And then Judo's eating. And then Bright's like, okay, cool, so you're eating our food, so now you gotta work. Judo's like, no, fuck that! He throws the food away. He's like, I'm not working for no food, and Fa just slaps him. Uh, yeah, no, it's, like, honestly, like, I... Like, I agree with Judo in this entire scenario. Like, he is trying to... He is, he's, like... He's he's trying to trick you. <laughs> I don't think Bright um, justifies it as that in his head, but it's like, like no, you're bribing this, you're bribing these impoverished kids with food to join your fucking like PMC. <laughs> Um, and Judao rightly is like, fucking, like, no, fuck off, and runs away. Like, I'm with Judao for this whole episode. <laughs> and Bright's just like, man, I think he's a new type. <laughs> yeah, but Bright's, Bright's, just like, like, Bright's just like, man, kids these days, you just can't trick him to pilot your war machines anymore. I remember there's, there's that moment where he's just like, he's sitting alone on the bridge of the Argama, it's a little bit later, but he's just like, man, why are kids these days so rebellious? And he yeah. like, just, like, thinks about his own kids, like, my kids aren't like that. And he goes, man, I'm a shitty father. <laughs> <laughs> Hathaway Noah agrees. So Mashmir shows up again, and he fights with Fa, and Apolly, I mean, not Apolly, Apolly's long dead, Hastinaj, uh, tries out piloting the Zeta Gundam to not much success. Uh, the, the city's in a mass panic while Gaza Seas are flying everywhere, and there's just a whole lot of, like, legit mobile suit battle. And Damar's house, uh, turns into a pile of rubble. It's just gone and dead. Fuck him and his money and his house. Episode 7. This is the one where, uh... Ponpolita. Ponpolita, who is the... He has a big widow's peak, and he looks he looks like a buff clan. Mm-hmm. Starts crying with his two guys, Bean and Wim. Wim and Beam are his other co-pilots. His, uh... His wingmen. And they start crying to Mashmere, like, I haven't done shit here, man! Only you've gone out! What the fuck? <laughs> They're, like, jealous. They're like jealous and let us let us do this. So they launch in the new Gaza Ds. And I like how they keep introducing the mobile suits with like the it's like AMX something Gaza D. When they see a new mobile suit, it's cool. Um Judo is just kicking around in the in the uh, junkyard because he's just like, man, fuck the Argon, and like kicks a can because he's so mad. And then out of nowhere, Gamon shows up. And it's just like, oh hey, motherfucker. Yeah, like, this is, like, because up until this point, we only get, like, brief snippets of Yazan just, like, kind of, like, being a weird slapstick hobo and just, like, stealing vehicles and food. 
He like um, tries to he tries to pull my favorite one is where he tries to pull vault into the uh he tries to pull vault into the cockpit of the of the uh double zeta but he runs into a manhole. Yes, it's very good. <laughs> I do I do like Looney Tunes Yazan. <laughs> and uh that's when Rue shows up and busts open Gamon's skull with a pipe. Jesus. She has her new core fighter and she um begins to fight and once again uh, judo has to launch in the zeta and he actually manages to kill all three of these dudes which leaves uh yeah which leaves like the crew of the andra like legitimately sobbing and weeping and mourning uh yeah the that, this i think this is the episode where i learned that like oh like it's not just smash mirror every everyone from axis is a little bit like this <laughs> where like they're holding like a funeral in the next episode for all of the, for Pogba, Weem, and Bean. And they're like, why, why? <laughs> everyone's just so, everyone's just being so access about it. <laughs> everyone's just being so buff clan about this. Well, no, if the buff clan, the, the access people at least care about their own soldiers way more than the buff clan did. Where the buff clan, if someone died, would be like, fuck yeah, promotion. Whereas like, all the Neo Zeon guys are like, no, he was my friend. So it's they have way more humanity to them than the Buff Clan ever did. Yeah, for sure. For for their own people, at least. Yeah, for their own people. Which is like bare minimum level of empathy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Rue is like, hey, I came from, I'm part of the AU. Here's my new core fighter. Uh, Lavian Rose is getting close enough, but so you guys got to get out of here. I'll guide I'll guide the Argama to the location of the Lavian Rose with my core fighter. To which uh they're like Chimatter is like, yeah, um I can't get the thing open because of the Junker Guild are currently refusing to open up the spaceport at all. So I'm gonna go over there and I'm gonna force them to open it up and I'm gonna fire a like blue flare when it's cool, but a red flare goes off instead because he gets captured by Yazan and, um... He gets captured by Yazan and Gemon. And so... The the Argama starts moving despite this, so this is when all the, the, the whole crew go in and just essentially try to force the gate open. Uh, mm-hmm. Gemon gets into his geese again, and Yazan also has one. As the Argama's leaving... The geese... Gemon just gets killed. Just fuck him. <laughs> I didn't even honestly. I didn't even notice that he died. I just like it. They it, don't really show his death, but I don't think he shows up again. So I like to believe that he's dead. Yeah, because his th- his fucking mobile suit exploded. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so like, yeah, you know, we, and we with- we did forget to mention the like the the gimmick of it, which is that like the cockpit is like a belt on the outside of the mobile suit that rotates around, which is fucking stupid it's stupid and it's stupid in universe like whenever he does too much shit he gets phenomenally dizzy and like pukes yeah he sucks he's an idiot uh yazan manages to survive after he like literally parachutes out of the cockpit using his like shitty coat (laughs) (laughs) yeah um uh the 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 ending of this episode my takeaway was like I I was really hoping this ship of absolute clowns would just explode unceremoniously, but now we have to deal with them in space. <laughs> now we have 
now we have to continue dealing with them. I also liked how Yazan had a piece of meat in his mouth for the majority of this episode. Yeah, yeah. He's he, he's hungry. He's hungry. So next we have episode nine, Judo in space. I it's it truly is just called that, and I was just like, okay. I I think this is where the show starts picking up. Honestly, episode eleven is probably the best of this bunch. It's funny because this is almost mirroring Ideon exactly. The first fifteen episodes are pretty mm. unremarkable, aside from like some good moments and a single really good episode, like the I... one where they go think episode 11 is definitely the most notable space episode i i don't know how i feel about it as like a thing to critique i i just think episode 11 in terms of like the the vibe and tone that double zeta is going for i think that one had me laughing the most that just in terms of just like stupid things that are happening and mistakes that people are making that are comedic to me. No, yeah, for sure. I that episode eleven, I I did laugh out loud, like for real. Um, and I think that's when I started realizing that, like, okay, when it's at when the comedy really is landing, it's landing. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the thing, the, the thing of the 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 major thing that 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 is that is introduced in Judao in space is um. <laughs> the 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 dummy machine yeah they they start making dummy astro they 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 make a machine that can produce dummy mine asteroids it's basically like a a 3d printer that can make rapidly expanding inflatable decoys of presumably whatever they want and And both sides i think both sides have this technology But I think it's it's the Argama's way of making up for its complete and utter lack of mobile suits. Right, but then like for for the rest of these batch of episodes going forward, they're always like they they have to check if every fucking piece of flotsam and jetsam in space is a goddamn dummy. <laughs> um, and half the time it is like it's like they're like the new Manofsky particles. It's like they just spew dummies everywhere in the fucking battlefield. That's actually one thing I really like in uh, Charge Counterattack is they bring that back in a more sophisticated way. Mm. where like the new gundam in its in like its knuckles it has like these it deploys these like balloons that are about that expand to about the size of another mobile suit that show up on radar wow so it like deploys bonus mobile suits so that like homing weapons will hit those instead and they explode um oh this is also judo's uh space is also where we fucking meet glemmy we do meet Glemmy. Where... Because my my note, I, I didn't notice because I didn't know his name at this point. But I I said, who is this? Who is this incredibly pretty blonde boy? And when is he going to die? <laughs> and then my next my next note is shocked he lived. Tbh. Uh, Glemmy, I I truly thought this boy was one and done. Like like the guy that Yazan grabbed, the guy who's nuts Yazan grabbed. Yeah, like for he gave off such big, he gave off such big. I'm going to die this episode energy. Like fuck. So yeah, Glemmy honestly probably Glemmy is honestly more of a major character than anybody else we meet so far. Definitely in terms of on the access that side, sucks to hear. <laughs> I hate that. Uh, I thought he was nuts, man, but now he's Jared. <laughs> You're not wrong. 
I like I like Glemmy more than Jared, but Jared's also more fun to hate. Like Jared is Jared. Glemmy is desperately forcing himself into the show to be Jared, and I'm I I don't accept him. He's he he definitely like grows into his role. Hmm. Because his role changes from what it is now. Right. And so, what ha- like, Rue is apparently, Rue is really confident, but doesn't like admitting when she's wrong. So, Rue is completely lost, and does not know where the Lavian Rose actually is. I love her. And, uh, but she's too proud to say that to Bright. Mm-hmm. So, she's potentially just leading them in circles. Yeah, don't, uh, hey, don't trust, girl, don't give Bright shit. He doesn't deserve it. <laughs> I like how you've completely 180 on Bright now. Um, I don't know, it's... <laughs> I think I, I think I always thought like like I just didn't I just didn't want you to be upset that I didn't like Bright, so I kept my fucking mouth shut until now. Because <laughs> <laughs> you love him so much, and I just think he's kind of a fuckhead. <laughs> oh my god! This is heartbreaking. Revel- heartbreaking revelation. Oh my god, <laughs> this is the last episode. You just ghost me after this and we <laughs> This is the last episode of Metrospective. <laughs> <laughs> this is the last Cold Chamber show ever. I like, I like seeing him. I do I do like that. I do think it's, you know, it, one of one of the one of the first things that endeared me to the Universal Century is that like for some reason Bright Noah is like the most important man in the universal century not due to any of his actions but simply because he is always there uh i find that incredibly intriguing and like i i he's in unicorn he is he's not Um, he's not a major character he's not like a main character in unicorn but he's there and him showing up is a big thing yeah no for sure and i and i and i dig i i dig that i i i yeah i like i like him i do i do that's the thing i do like bright but it's like every time you're like i think bright's like a good guy i'm like fucking okay <laughs> i because that's that i because that's the thing about bright to me is that bright always is trying to is makes decisions that i i would do in his position and i think the only reason bright is in the military is because he doesn't have any other skills I think that, like, ever since Bright was 19 in the one-year war, became a ship captain, and he's like, I guess this is my life now. Yeah, I totally get it. I, like I said, I, I think he's a good character. I think he's a, I think he's a well-rounded, believable character. Like, I think he's, um... I also he, think ma- I have... he makes sense. His actions and his drives and his arc uh, make sense. I just, thing... like, I just like dunking on him, because he's, <laughs> uh, he's, it's so easy. No, that's fair. Because, like, I think I just have an affinity for characters that are stuck in shitty situations that try their best to make the best out of it or try to improve the the shitty world that they exist in. Even if it's, like, utterly... Even if it's, like, mostly... Even if it's mostly impossible to fix. Yeah. I... I, Yeah, and I I think, you know, my... My my hang-ups with Bright are incredibly, like... Per, like like if i were to try to judge him as a person and not as a character it, it just gets very uh, it just gets very like political because it's like this dude's like he's a fu- he's a fucking like like liberal veteran like basically is what he is like because i think the only re- like when i think of like bright and char's counterattack and then bright in like unicorn i think the only reason bright is still in the military at that point is like because C- what, it what's would be the, yeah there was no point to not be <laughs> or it's just like 
when if if I literally am not in the position of power I'm in now, there's nothing stopping a second Titans from showing up and things being worse. Right. So at least I can I can make I can mitigate damages that are done by the shitty government I'm entity I'm a part of. Sure. Whereas if I leave, then who's gonna God forbid somebody worse than me is here. <laughs> and I don't know, I, I guess I respect that to a degree, despite the fact that it ruins his life completely. No, yeah, like I get, I, I, I do. Like I said, I, I, I totally. This is get this it. is not a pro military franchise. <laughs> no, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say podcast, and like you're also right. Um, and that's the thing I think that's important about about Gundam is that it is very, it is very critical of the military, and it is very critical of of like <clears throat> nationalism. It is very critical of government. It's cri- like it's it's critic it's critical. It it is critical of all these things, but it also presumes that in a spacefaring future we will still have these problems, and that just sucks to hear right now in twenty twenty one. Like, so I think that's been th- th- me me as an adult now after everything that we've gone through in our lives. It's like part like especially the last month. Yeah, like part of me is like n- not souring, but like part of me looks at these shows differently than when, that when we first started this podcast because now it's just like at first I was like, oh yeah, it's really cool how realistic this is, and now I'm like, this fucking sucks how realistic this is. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's and I think that just drives the point of what Tomio was trying to do. It like right. I think it's like if the show was if the show was far more utopian, it wouldn't be, you know, what he, it wouldn't say what he's trying yeah. to say. It's like, you know, we, we, I, I am very much a, I am very much a proponent of like, you know, like there's, there's so many arguments of like, what's, what's a, what's a more important and a more necessary type of story to tell? Do we, do we tell, do we tell cautionary tales about, about not learning our lessons or, or do we, or, or do we, do we imagine better better worlds and show people that those are possible and like the obvious answer is like we like everybody is making art every day constantly we should do both but uh so rue is lost (laughs) (laughs) much much like the direction this podcast has taken we also couldn't find it also took us a while to find our way there so Rue gets picked up by Glemmy on his first uh, his first sortie ever, wanting to make his parents proud, mm. and she immediately turns on like she immediately did, like I get Rue is is a tech, Rue is a new type, so maybe she just picked up like oh this is a fuckboy. boy I know exactly how to deal with him. God, I wish I had a new type flash every time I saw a fuckboy. boy. Then you'd be alerted like ninety percent of the time. Fucking at my job, yes I would. And she is just like, oh no, like the Ayukers are these warmongers that are using me. And I just, I was learning to fly and my parents are, they're holding my parents hostage. And like, Glemmy just falls for it immediately. And then he just is just like, I am in love with this woman. <laughs> so she docks out of the Endra and it's just like, she, he's like, wow, this is like a super high tech core fighter. It has like tons of firepower she's like oh no it's just for show right he's like no this is all functional and she's like what i have weapons on my ship this is too much for a woman like me glemmy is glemmy is the polar opposite of shirako yes he is (laughs) yes he is what a fucking idiot uh meanwhile um the judo fights the hamahama with mashmir in it uh, during this, and Mashmir's mad that Glemmy's not there at all helping him, and is very angry that 
that judo is not 1v1-ing him. <laughs> Debate me. No, hey, this wasn't legit. You, you were playing with items. <laughs> it's almost legit the logic he pulls. This stage is ban This stage would be banned in a tournament. I just want you to know that. Turn on battlefield mode. <laughs> it's it's. <laughs> yeah, right. He Ma Mashmir Mashmir only plays melee. Oh no. <laughs> Mashmir plays Mashmir plays melee and Jen and Jen Judah's like, what the fuck's a GameCube? And he gets and he just gets like red in the face and mad and logs off. He blocks him. Oh no. Uh so right toward so like And then he like, does a Fortnite dance. I'm imagining just the double Santa doing the Fortnite dance. Judo Judo absolutely plays Fortnite. Judo can't afford a computer. Exactly, you can play it on your mobile phone. You can. Judo has the most. Ha, Judo's phone is three years old and is covered in cracks. Yeah. It is also stolen. Oh my god. So Rue, um, Rue essentially manipulates Glemmy into letting into like, okay, here, launch me in that direction towards the actual direction of the lobby and Rose you picked up on your on your radar. All right, by the way, bye, Glemmy. She like pushes him out of his own cockpit. And uh, they leave, and they they just fuck up the or Andra again. I feel really bad for the Andra because they're they look like idiots. I don't feel I bad for them, but you're right. Uh, episode ten, Foz in an even shittier mood. Foz done. Foz just snapping at absolutely everybody, and even like the kids are like, "Yeah, Foz usually not like this." Yeah, nah, Foz like, um. My only note is that, like, nothing happens in this episode except Fa leaves and Go yeah, and gets captured. Yeah, so, uh, the main thing for this one was that, uh, episode 10, Goodbye Fa, um, Mondo and Bicha end up contacting the Endra and being like, hey, we want to defect, we'll go on, we have, we have intel on the Ayuk. They don't know anything. <laughs> No, yeah, that that's honestly my favorite. That's probably the only reason that that like they they have any kind of shot at a redemption is because like yeah, their their informants, their incredibly shitty bad informants that are that pretty much lied their way into Axis's good graces. Because like like I love that like like they 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 fuck up even sending their initial message. They only manage to like blip at them, and Mashmir just immediate, immediate like four D chess. He's just like ah, oh, there mu there must be someone aboard who's a, who's an Axis sympathizer. We have an ally. I'm going to make contact with them. Oh, I'm so smart and good. We got we got to get Little Karibo to voice Mashmir, and he has to do his Pegasus voice from Yu-Gi-Oh! Abridged. <laughs> I will do it for Lady Haman. Haman Sama. <laughs> Tell me it works. It does. It does. God. So, yeah, little Kribo, at us. <laughs> Don't. It's fine. I can do it. <laughs> I forgot that Tuchin's just going to voice, like, 90% of the cast. Yeah. <laughs> like Yuki Abridged. Yeah, right? Fucking... <laughs> A one-woman show. It re Yeah, fuck it. I don't care. Oh, man. 
So, um, this one, though, also, there is another thing that happens in this one. They get the double Zeta. Oh, no, the, the double Zeta's next episode. No. They hint at it. They hint at it. They get the other, um, they, they show, they show the, the core top. Or, no, they show the core base in this one. So, the only, after that, the Gauton gets aboard, he gets captured, and Fa goes home. The Methus is completely destroyed. And Fa just says, good. <laughs> I'm done. I so, I like the Methus though. I'm sad. The, me- the Methus is great, but I I I like that that was distinctly a Fa mobile suit. Yeah. Uh, Fa kind of apologizes and bonds with with Judo a little bit, and he is all like, "We should go and get her." And then Bright's like, "No." He's like, right? Why? What the fuck? That's Fa. And he's like, yeah. She she wanted to go back to the side to side one anyway. Just let they're gonna get. It. She has life support. She's good. Mashimir's not gonna go and kill an un, an unarmed Fa. Yeah. Um. Cause like up, up until that point, even like a couple episodes before that, like multiple people were like, Fa, you should just go be with Camille. Like we like it's fine. And Fa's like, no, I need to be here. <laughs> And I think that that says that says something really nice, really good about Fa's like integrity. Yeah, for sure. But then as soon as soon as she has like the because per- like that's 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 what you want deep down, right? You like you don't want to quit. You want circumstances to push you out of your job, just like my job. <laughs> oh yikes! <laughs> I I pretty much my I was trying to fix my own bike and I destroyed the back axle of my wheel. Oh. And it was gonna be like ninety to hundred dollars to fix, and I so I called out of work like five minutes before my shift, and my boss was really mad at me. And then I could tell because he texted me fifteen minutes before my next shift, asking me where I was or if I was on my way already, because I knew he was gonna show up to fire me. So I just ghosted him and didn't show up to work. Yeah, valid. That's fine. Fuck that job. So I don't know if I'm gonna get get. Uh... My friends were like, "Why don't you just go in and get fired?" Because I was like, "I don't know. I didn't want to give him the pleasure." So I'm hoping I can still get unemployment. <laughs> Ah, it's always it's always a dodgy process with fingers crossed uh oh yeah um also chara shows up in this episode yeah where she uh she has a bit part in this one just just essentially showing up to harass <laughs> mashmere and make him yeah, uncomfortable she, she's here to cause problems on purpose for mashmere specifically <laughs> that's the that's the best kind of problems to cause so this one episode 11 is probably i'd say one of the better ones that we've seen so far Mm-hmm. Where uh Gatan So the kids are Shinta and Kum are really, really sad that Fa is gone. Understandably, Fa was like their parent. Yeah. And so they're like, we're gonna go to side we're gonna go back to side one and steal a launch. Cause these kids are a liability. these kids are more of a liability than the original white based trio. Pretty much. Shinta and Kum are way more of a liability. Despite how much I like them. Yeah. I do like them. They've they've caused more. Like they are both more vulnerable and have also caused more direct problems. I don't know what Char was thinking. <laughs> I, I, I. I mean, when they first showed up, I just I I I truly believe Char Char thought they were new types. Maybe maybe the maybe these were too young. <laughs> so, uh. While they're talking about this, like, loudly in the hallway, Gatan in his jail cell is all like, Hey, um, 
I don't, I'll, 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 you should get a mobile suit instead. I'll drive it. And I don't want to work for Mashmere Solo anymore. He's awful and evil and I hate him and he sucks. And then it cuts to the end drive and Mashmere just fucking sneezes for a second. That Mashmere fucking dumps the entire contents of his nose on some random man and he doesn't even like apologize or acknowledge it. And he just keeps walking. And I was just like, this man is irredeemable trash. Like you fucking asshole. Fucking. Did you actually know the point of that aside, though? Um, vaguely? Because it's, it's like a Japanese superstition. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. These yeah, people yeah. are just shit-talking you? Yeah, no, for sure. I, I, I picked up on that, like, back in the okay. 90s. Because <laughs> it's funny in two directions, because that's very in character for Mashmere too. <laughs> I think my favorite Mashmere moment is in the following episode. Uh-huh. But uh, Gatan then gets to the cockpit and he grabs like a uh, fa like th- not fa but like um Rue like throws a knife at him and it barely misses his neck or she, she like had like a box of food and there was a knife in there and it like <laughs> fell. He grabs Eno with the knife, takes him hostage, and jumps into the core fighter. And so, Beechan Mon, um. Well, you go, because I'm not at that part yet. We're not at that Beach, part yet that I was going to say. Beach and Mondo then open the gate so that they can leave. And, uh, like, the last episode, Eno kept trying to warn Judo that, like, that Beach and Mondo were going to do something fucking stupid, but there was that moment where it was like, you don't have a normal suit, you're going to die! And he just, like, pushes Eno, like, away. <laughs> Judo, no! <sighs> so, they escape, and, uh, Mashmere... <laughs> Uh, in the in the Hamahama, is like, all right, we're going to receive them, and uh, so they're in the core fighter, and Eno says to says to Gatan, like, well, hey, can I, you don't even have a can I have a normal suit? And he's like, here you go, I can't put it on, my hands are tied. So he like puts it on Eno, but Eno's hands aren't arms aren't in like the arm parts of the of the suit. Yeah, they're just all floppy. And then while that's happening, they crash into a fucking <laughs> asteroid. <laughs> That's what made me laugh out loud. I had I to, like, stop can't. it and, like, show my fucking wife, because I was like, this dude, up until this point, he has been the smartest man on sh- <laughs> in Axis shown on screen, and he just, like, doesn't, isn't even, like, watching, like, I almost said watching the road. He's not even, he's not watching outer space as he's piloting this fucking space jet at, like, mock fucking speed. He just smashes into a fucking rock really hard and i just like burst (laughs) out laughing it was so funny fucking it was so fucking funny (laughs) i think it's the hardest i've laughed in a while even when i rewatched this one i laughed again because it was like it's perfect comedic timing too it was so good and so Ido is bl- Ido is like blasted into space, and Gatan barely hangs onto the asteroid where he's picked up by Mashmere, who's just like, "Man, this is." I think it's like part because like because it's because this is Gundam for a split second. I thought that's how they died. <laughs> that's how Kots died. Oh. Oh, sobering. Yeah. Right. Because I had that thought this time, too. I'm like, man, they're they're way luckier than Kotz. <laughs> Who wasn't? Everybody. Camille. Camille. Sarah. Emma. Literally anybody in Zeta Gundam. 
Not Jared, though. Jared sucks. Yeah. Jared's honestly too lucky. Yeah, honestly, Jared had the Jared had the best luck in the series. He just sullied it at every turn. I th- it, what is that line that the monarch has in Venture Brothers? Like the perfect blend of like incompetent and indispensable, or yes. incompetent and unkillable. It fucking pretty much. I my friend once told me that Jared's entire story arc is coming to grips with the fact that he's not the protagonist of Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam. <laughs> that's yeah, that's true. Because Jared's just the protagonist of a different show. That's happening at the same time as Zeta Gundam. <laughs> but, uh... Eno wakes up on aboard the Lavian Rose. I don't think they ever show how they received him or found him, but they did. Because Eno's in, like, the med bay where he meets Captain Emily. And Emily's just like, hey, look what we got. We, we, we're on the way to the Argama. We're gonna launch all these, pe- all these bits together. And, uh... They launch in another core fighter. B- Mondo and Beach are just drift- adrift in space. Where uh, are just adrift in space, and Judo, uh, L, it's a uh, L Rue and and uh, Judo all merge into the uh, Z- double Zeta for the first time. Yeah, and it's cool. I, it's a great moment. I like the music a lot for when the double Zeta forms. Like that's that's one of the new pieces of music for double Zeta. It's like the da 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 da. It's good. I, I always associate, that's the theme I always associate with, like, the Double Zeta as a mobile suit. Yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty hype, you know, me, I'm the, I'm the fucking, I'm the fucking super robot stan, I get hype for transformation sequences, I, I, like, all that was missing, all that was missing was, was at the end, if it just would've, like, if it just would've, like, pounded its knuckles together really hard. <laughs> it even had, like, a pose. Yeah! And it's like, it, like, it was actually, that was a really good, that's another part where I think this episode is really good, especially because it has the laughs of it being a comedy series, first and foremost. And it had, like, the three cut-ins, how, like, it split the screen into three bits. It was something out of, like, 70s Getter. Oh, yeah. It was great. Uh, and then he fucks up. He, he, that's just when he cuts the uh, asteroid in half and severely damages the Hama Hama. I really wish, I really wish the Double Zeta could scream. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh uh so the next one is pretty stupid and also great mm-hmm. and my favorite line my favorite line from that one is like because they they find they, they find the the they find the the derelict zaku that they would eventually put the put on the put on the zeta gundam's head that's how um, it starts is with them sc- looking for scrap to repair and uh like shit shit goes down and they can't shit goes down and they they have to like they they possibly risk like a like losing the zaku and and like bicha doesn't want to and l's like aren't friends more important than this zaku and like bicha just like doesn't comment (laughs) he just like looks away and the conversation is dropped (laughs) bicha sucks oh my god so uh they once again, this is, uh, yeah, so this is Mashmir leaving the ship. Mashmir's just completely gone. I guess that was, that was a couple episodes ago where Mashmir's talking to his tulpa, uh, his tulpa waifu of Oman, and Mash and gotten over here's. Uh, yeah, that, that's, that's the thing I do like about, like, I think, I like, I like, I, I like Chara better when she's, 
like with when Mashmir's there for her to like emasculate. Yeah. She she doesn't have as good of a dynamic with with Gatan as Mashmir did because Gatan and Mashmir were like a comedy duo. Yeah. It was like straight man funny man. Um I I but I I do like that uh when she first is like piloting um like Mashmir like she she's like doing the thing where she like freaks out because she's like both scared and horny at the same time um and she's like oh my god i think i'm gonna die and mashmir just looks behind towards her and just goes like then do it (laughs) (laughs) then you then why don't you Watching these episodes again, I like these far more than when I first watched it. I like I think every time I watch Double Zeta, I'm just gonna like it more. Because mm-hmm. the first time I watched Double Zeta, I just hated it completely. Right. Yeah. And then the second time I watched it, I was like, okay, the first half is pretty pretty like hit and miss, but like once you hit once you cross like the the, the two thirds mark, it starts getting really good. Now I'm like, no, I think Double Zeta is just a good show. Yeah, Double Zeta is good. You just gotta know what it is. You just gotta know what it is, and also, like, keep your expectations metered and try not to compare it to Zeta, which is really hard to do because it's a direct sequel that aired, like, a week later. Yeah. So it's, like, it, it's, it, it's its biggest, like, weakness is that it stands in the shadow of one of the best shows ever made. Yeah, honestly. But also that underdog nature of Double Zeta is what endears me to it even more. Oh, no, for sure. Like, that's, that's why I'm, that's why I was, that's why I stand it before I even watched a single minute of it. I'm like, this, this show deserve this show deserves, this show deserves a stronger look just because it's like, I, I don't believe that, like, any piece of media is undeserving of a closer look. Like, like, you should, like, uh, we, we need to be more willing to, like, look at shit like this and, like, meet it, meet it where it's at. And like you know? it's not a perfect like Zeta Gundam. I would I would he- I would not hesitate to even to like the word perfect would come out of my mouth if I had to give it a really brief synopsis mm-hmm. or at least a really brief review. If I would because like I there are some things I not honestly there's not many I take issue with in Zeta. Maybe mm-hmm. a couple parts of the pacing. Maybe some things I wish I wish were done a, di- a bit differently. But overall, like I don't want like if I had the option to alter Zeta, I wouldn't take it. I'd just say keep Zeta the way it is. I'd fuck it up. Right. But with like with Double Zeta, I'm, I wouldn't say something like that. I would say Double Zeta's Double Zeta's a lot messier. But I also think that's part of Double Zeta's charm is that messiness. Absolutely. Like if Double Zeta was as tight as a show of Zeta, it wouldn't. And like I feel like that messiness also makes up is also like kind of is embodied in the cast. They're a bunch of like fuck up little like young punks. They're great. Yeah, no, for sure. It, it is like like it's like I said. Like they, it is it is a cast of protagonists who fundamentally like don't belong here and it shows and it comes through like fucking bright hates this yeah a lot bright can't stand like every minute he's he has to hang out with these garbage children he is at his wits fucking end because like they're like you could like you you could like he could just hit camille like judah <laughs> Judah would fight him. J- and, Judah, and like, Judah can't wait. He would just say, "Oh, throw down." Yeah, like he he would fucking rip his shirt off like an angry English kid. It's funny. Judah's also ripped. That's <laughs> what so he yeah. saw. Judah's like cut for like no reason. Fucking garbage is heavy. <laughs> um, 
doesn't he actually like when he first shows up and he's trying to steal the zeta like am i misremembering doesn't he actually like hit bright or something <laughs> he like pushes bright yeah it's <laughs> not fucking around he doesn't give a shit it's like it's like going from like it's going from like um it's it's like going from like like ad- adopt like adopting a little kitten and like raising it to like love you to like trying to wrangle a feral cat that you found on the street into your car. <laughs> that that is exactly what it is. Like Camille was like, I feel like him taking in Camille was like Camille is like the the starving kitten that it comes into your homes and needs food. Mm-hmm. Amuro was like cat you got from the pet store that was like probably not treated well there and it has weird personality for the entirety of the time that you have it but you have a deep and close bond with that cat despite its eccentricities uh-huh and then as you said the yeah. feral cat that you have an affinity for that lives in your backyard that you wrangled into your yeah, house is Juno. Like, yeah, you you, tr- you tried to bring it into your house one time and it just like destroyed your entire like kitchen and like pissed on your entire couch it pissed specifically on your pillow oh jesus uh so this episode has um chara in her new in her mobile suit the arjarja they the uh the zetazaku makes an appearance it's fun uh i think the the only real thing of note that happens in this episode is because once again a lot of these early ones are kind of like what little like this this feels like early Edeon, where it's just like a lot of like well there goes the ship they fight something happens Ideon blows it up, they're gone. Yeah, like, like it's, and, and like, you know, much, much like the Solo ship, they are, they are stressed out, unorganized, and low on resources. Honestly, yeah, the Argama is now beginning to resemble the Solo ship. Yeah. (laughs) Bright sees the specter of of best Jordan. Oh my god. Cosmo's busy watching Double Zeta on his TV when he's in jail. Oh my god! Oh no, that's what it would be because like I remember I, I like I I made that joke that we would have like interstitials or like like cold openings of like of like I forget the, I forget the name of almost everyone on the solo ship now, but like the communications guy on the oh oh fucking um Jolliver Jolliver uh, Hatari was um, the blue hair no, communication. Think... Jolliver was the blonde guy. Right, uh, but like, like the communi- like the communications guy, like, like talking with like someone on the Argama, it would a hundred percent be someone on the fucking on the Argama, but during double Zeta, he's just talking to Mondo. Yes, yes, he's talking like that's that's who they're tap like they're trying to get into they're trying to get in touch with with fucking Axis, but they accidentally contact the Solo ship, so they just keep talking with them. It's like, oh, how are you guys doing? Fucking like bad? Oh yeah, us too. They call the they call the Yamato. <laughs> it's Sanada from Yamato talking to fucking Jolliver. Oh god. Uh, the so the one of the things in this episode was that uh, I forgot why Lena wanted to go with Rue to go do something, but Lena really wanted to. So they both get in with identical blue blue pilot suits to the Neo Core fighter, and. Glemmy intercepts them, and they almost get away, but Glemmy grabs Lena instead of Rue, thinking it's Rue. Mm-hmm. And so now Lena has, has, has Lena is now kidnapped and captured. Wah, wah. And Glemmy is, like, now her trying to, like, turn her into a proper lady, which is, like, <laughs> fuck off, Glemmy. 
Just, just fuck Glammy, dude. <laughs> he he just like. Yeah, he like like fucking he like dresses her up and like has a fucking tea party with her. What the fuck is your problem, dude? <laughs> right. What the f- where why do you have that? Why do I you guess... own that? Why does he have that dress? <laughs> Aristocracy. Fucking I never even considered that. They have they have no way to fucking like pr- like purchase it anywhere on short notice like fucking they just have it, I guess. They just have it. Uh, episode... I like that she... I do appreciate that Lena is just, like, completely unladylike, even though she's... Like, she's... She's very... She's a very well-mannered child relative to the dumpster kids that she lives with, but then she is immediately put in actual high class, and she, it's it's extremely My Fair Lady, and it's very endearing. She just and, like, keeps she... fucking flashing her panties because she doesn't know how to wear a dress. I, I like Lena a lot. Like Lena is like good. She she's like yeah. pure of heart. She just wants to make sure her brother doesn't do anything stupid. The will of the 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 like when I when I first like um when I first saw that episode twelve was called Lena vanishes, but I didn't know what it was. I jokingly was like, ah, the will the will of Ide has chosen her and is protecting her. Oh no! God. So this one is mostly a series of, uh, of of kerfuffles trying to get Judo to break out of the Lavian Road so we can go rescue Lena. Yeah. But it just kind of never quite materializes. L gets to pilot the uh, Mark II for the first time. Yeah. And, which is pretty cool. So we're going to, we see L doing that. Uh, at the end of the battle, they, uh, they display a hologram from the Endra of Lena and say like, hey. Gatan's like, hey, you. If you want to ever see her again, don't, don't come any closer. We we can kill her at any time. Which is like, Gatan could not have done that if if Mashmir was there. Yeah, no, nah, for sure. Mashmir also... being the lawful stupid paladin that he is. Yeah, but but then also like Judao is basically like, fuck that. I'm gonna come for you harder. Because <laughs> he's Judo and he's the best. And then Emily kind of wonders if Judo and all of his friends are new types, which is probably true because they're all space noids who had to live rough lives. Like, I'm, I'm sure you could write some, like, really dark fanfiction about, like, what all of their childhoods were like. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, they, they, there, was that one, there was that one line that kind of made me really want more where, like, Rue was kind of like, God, Elle pisses me off. Why is she so like that? And then Lena's like, don't be so hard on her. She had a really rough childhood. And I was like, what the fuck kind of, like, horrible life did L have? And I'm like, I want to read that sad book now. Because, like, I, I don't know, I find myself really endeared to this cast. And I, I think above everything else, that's that's the strength of this show. And I'll keep saying that because, like, that's all I keep thinking of is, like, I love these characters. I just wish that they had slightly better things to do at the beginning of, the, of their show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Now, now it's time for Moon Moon. We're here. We're finally here. Okay, so without synopsizing Moon Moon yet, did Moon Moon live up to what you wanted Moon Moon to be? I'm going to assume no. Like, not really. Like, if it was, like, it's... It's, it's like, so forgettable. Like, nothing really happened. It's it's such a shame 
because I wanted, I came in like, oh man, I can't wait to finally like Moon Moon. I can't wait to be that guy. No, I think, I still think Moon Moon are probably the worst two episodes of Gundam Total. It's, it's like, well, because it's like, honestly, I don't even want to call them that. Like, I, I was, if it was going to be bad, I was at least ex- hoping it would be like, I don't know, like anything. Like, this is nothing. This is a fucking, f- like a, a flavorless, unpowdered Cheeto puff. Like, yeah. it just, it just had, and it's two episodes. It didn't need to be two episodes. What? Why? Nothing happens and then they leave. Fuck like, Moon really, Moon. <laughs> I don't even really want to talk about Moon Moon. And like, I think I'm going to talk about, like, <laughs> we're not going to talk about Moon Moon. We're not going to talk about Moon Moon at all. They literally like, I mean, look, they, it's, it's it, like, it's, it's this like super neutral. It's fucking, it's, it's, uh, what are they called? Anprims? Fucking. <laughs> I don't even know, uh, dude. <laughs> uh, an- anarcho, uh, anarcho primitivists who like want to like, who want, who want literally all 7 billion people on earth to be hunter gatherers as, as if that's sustainable. Um, <laughs> Uh, but no, like they, 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 they made a completely independent neutral colony and not, and cut off all contact and also cut off all technology and just let, uh, nature go. I will say this, like, it was a boring episode. I, in, in universe, I, I loved, I do like the idea of Moon Moon. I would live in a, I would live in a place like Moon Moon for sure. Uh, I think, like, like, Judah, like, I, I do appreciate the sentiment that Judah tells them at the end, because, like, the, like, um, we can just smush both of these episodes together. Um, uh, Judah, like, it, it turns out that the only reason they were contacted was the, was because, like, the, the old, like, the old man who, like, ran the place, I guess, was just, like, I, I miss technology, actually. I, I want to fucking, I want to talk to people again. I want to watch the big game on my 4K TV with a beer. Um, fucking, I don't want to, I don't want to fucking throw sticks. <laughs> like, I, I really don't even want to really get into Moon Moon, because it's, it's, um, it's, 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 it's way, this should have been a single episode. Yeah. I have no idea why it's a two-parter. I barely, I watched it twice, and I still <laughs> barely understood the events that happened. Yeah, it's, yeah, it, it, it's nonsensical. Um, but I do like the Judas, like, hey, like, we, we are in the middle of a war, and both sides left you alone this entire time. Like, you, you should fucking appreciate that and everything you have here. And Judah, like, I do appreciate that, like, Judah was like, oh, man, I should bring Lena back here. Like, this is a cool, this is a cool place. And it's like, again, within the universe of Double Zeta, like, I agree. I would love to live in a fucking colony that just doesn't fuck with anybody else. And everybody's just trying to fucking, like, live their fucking life. So I, I I wanted so I feel like I feel like Moon Moon's like concept is so strong compared to like what we got. And there's a reason these episodes are hated. They're not the worst thing ever. I, I it's just like the plot comes to like a grinding halt. But the the thing is, I really think that Moon Moon is like is you know what I I figured out what Moon Moon is. Mm-hmm. Remember those two episodes that were absolutely on the water planet where absolutely nothing happens in Eneon? Yes. They fight the twin dragons? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what this is. And then after that, like, the best part of 
Ideon happens because they go to fucking Kiarol to go meet Kitty Kitten. And then they go back to Earth and then all the good shit of Ideon happens. So, so is, I, is that is that what's about to happen in, in Double Zeta? Okay, I'm going to look. I'm looking at the episode list. Episode 6 is Melee Aboard the Argama, uh, which is kind of just another standard episode. That's where the last new additions to the cast are introduced. Um, episode 17, Retrieve the Core Top. Look, yeah, I, I'd say episode 17, episode 18 is when Z- Double Zeta starts getting really good. So we are essentially in the clear now. Like, I would say episode 17 is the first, like, because that's that, I'm going to spoil it for you. Episode 18 is when we see Haman again. Yeah! Episode 18 is 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 where um, things really start picking up, in my opinion. So, I, I I think we're going to have a lot more to talk about in terms of, like, things that are happening when as the show goes on. Now, yeah, honestly, like, I, I got, like, I... Th- this is the thing, like... St- in terms of the broader scope, in terms of, like, the narrative, fucking jack shit has happened so far. That, but that's been, like, the point, is, like, they're trying to, like... The Argama is trying to get to a place where it can even consider things happening. If anything did actually pop off within these 15 episodes, they'd be fucked. Oh yeah, if like if if just like more than a single ship full of idiots was here. Now they have two ships because at the end and during the Moon Moon episodes, there's the uh, Etra, the Endra, and the Mitra, and the Mitra is um or the Metra I think is uh that's that's Glemmy's ship now. Glemmy has his own ship now. Fuck off! Why? It's an individual. It's another Endra class cruiser. So there's the Endra, which is under Gaton's control, and then there's the uh because I think Gaton is the first officer and. Technically, Captain, where because I don't think I don't think Chara or Mashamir were Captain material. No. But we're we're gonna get into some good into some better episodes pretty quickly. But then again, that's how Edeon felt. The first like thirteen episodes of Edeon were like a ton of nothing. A metric shit ton, of, a metric shit ton of nothing crammed into three space trucks. Crammed into three space, and then and then guess what? Edeon turned into like the best thing ever. Yeah. So I I think I think Double Zeta follows a similar like you know bell curve of quality, mm-hmm. but I don't think it reaches like the 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 life altering peaks of Ideon. No, but yeah, will, for sure. Also, I think Judo is like Cosmo number two. Oh, that's mean. No, I mean like he's be- he's a be- improved Cosmo. I, he's more likable than Cosmo. Um, yeah, I. I he get, throw I, a knife. Can he throw knives? <laughs> uh, oh, like that, like that one, like that one dude in fucking Acro Bunch. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I just feel that like maybe he was pulling a bit from Cosmo because I feel like Judo has kind of Cosmo's flippant nature, but yeah. Judo is a much more endearing character. Oh yeah, a hundred million, a million billion percent. I, I do wonder how much. How much they were maybe playing with the idea of like, what if, what if we had an Edeon style situation in the Universal Century, and that's what Double Zeta was foundationally like when they were mulling over what Double Zeta was gonna be. Like, um, there's that manga Giganticus counterattack. The in that one, they actually straight up say that Judo is the reincarnation of of, of uh, Cosmo. 
Yeah, no, I've heard about that manga. I would love to read it. I don't know if it's translated. Maybe I'll translate it if I can in, like, a year. <laughs> oh, boy. I just, so I just he... love the, 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 the I, I love that, like, and we have it on record for any time you mention it on the show, but, like, just, the, the, the more you slowly learn Japanese, the more your fucking, like, j- j- bucket list of shit to translate grows. <laughs> I just, I don't know, I can always just say, don't have time, sorry. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think I would at least take it upon myself to synopsize, because, like, my, my friend Fallians ha- has a really funny bit that he always does, where he, uh, but he was saying that, like, the ultimate power of being somebody who can read Japanese is to, is to hear people talk about untranslated stuff, and then you can just go in and say, that's not what happens in that, and then just leave. <laughs> so I could just be that guy. <laughs> that's a good guy to be. That's a great type of guy. That's not what happens. Because <laughs> who knows? Like, all the stuff in the Gundam Wiki of shit that isn't translated could just be completely wrong. I mean, that's not the first time that's happened to me. Mm-hmm. So I could just be that guy. So yeah, that, that's, that is the first 15 episodes of Double Zeta. Not, we've... I think we had some interesting conversations here. Double Zeta is a messy show, and I feel this was a messy episode. But we're gonna, just like Double Zeta, we're going to clean ourselves up. <laughs> And by that, I mean I need to take a fucking shower. <laughs> oh, God. No, like, literally, I can smell myself, and it sucks. But, uh, so, final thoughts on, on these episodes before we do our, our sign-off. Um, Judao should have been the next Red Comet. Full Frontal who? Tooch, did you know the Full Frontal's true identity is actually Judo? Like, how did you guess that? <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm not even joking. How did you guess that? <laughs> No, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I fucking... <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah. Um, uh, Metrospective at gmail.com. Send us an email. Uh, we'll talk to you. We 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 read all emails. Do we have any? Um, Let me... Let we, me we straight check. up might. Uh, yeah, if, if, we, if we got a fucking iTunes review of all things, who the fuck knows what's in our inbox? Um... Uh, did we read? I mean, I, I I haven't. I think we did. Oh shit! Let's see. Uh, let me see. From Kyle Summers. Um. Uh, title. Uh, t- title of the email: Good as hell. Uh, you folks have been killing it. This whole Zeta Odyssey has been nuts. Where's the best place to watch it? Um, also, I'd like to recommend the show Genlock. It's an American CGI mecha show, but it's fun, uh, it's a fun take on the genre. Uh, this is, this is Giovanna editorializing. I have, I have also seen the, the first season of Genlock. It's pretty, it is pretty fun. Um, th- there's would, only... would I, based on what you know about me, would I like it? Um, it's, it's not amazing. It's fun. It would, it, it would be, I, I would call it, like, it's, it's a little bit better than, um... God, I fucking I already forgot the name of the fuck the magical girl one we watched. Uh, <laughs> we both uh Grand Belm. Grand Belm. Yeah, it's 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 better than it's a it's a little more it's a little more substantial than than Grand Belm, and I think it has a lot of good ideas. But it, it's one of those shows that's it's it's a rooster teeth it's a rooster teeth property, and they pretty much make whatever they want so it's it's it, it has a guaranteed second season coming out 
So I think a lot of the world building they establish hinges on where they go with it in the second season. Um, but there's some there's some fun ideas and the animation's uh, good and I think the cast is like in uh, is is like fun and endearing. Um, and like Michael B. Jordan voices the main character and like David Tennant plays a plays a funny scientist. Um, okay, and then the the rest of the email. There's only one pretty short season out at the moment, but it's worth a watch. Yeah, keep up, keep up the good work. Thank you, Kyle. Yeah, I think that's a uh, Kyle J. Sum. I see them posting comments sometimes. I think they re- reviewed a uh, Spectre review. Sorry, I kind of obsessively look at our metrics. <laughs> no, that's fine. You're right. It is them because that's the that's 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 his Gmail. Got it. So thank you. Thank you so much for reaching out to us. Uh, I, I, We might get to it. I know that there, Tooch wants to do more Western stuff, and our Symbiotic Titan episode was a pretty big hit, I think. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and in terms of the best place to watch it, like, I don't legally, I you could shell out for the Blu-rays. The only problem with that, though, is that you don't have the openings and endings. That's true. Um, and you're really being robbed, because you have, like, the, the, like, just ones that reuse background music from the show. Um, I would say... If you really want to, like, you can easily get it on, like, any anime streaming site, or uh, you can just go to, like, nia.c and yeah. get a torrent of it. And I, 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 I don't openly, like, if you really want to support, like, the official release, do it. You can get them on Blu-rays on Amazon. I don't know if it's officially streaming anywhere. I know it's streaming on Japanese Netflix. Wow. Oh. They have every Gundam show besides, except Double Zeta. So, <laughs> that's whack. That's rude. But uh, yeah, if I, I'm, I'm a, like uh, Catboy Erasure. Uh, the best way to watch it would probably either be to shell out for the Blu-rays or torrent it. Would be she- what I shell would say. Out, shell out for the Blu-rays. Rip the Blu-rays onto your computer and manually put the original opening openings into the beginning of the of the of the episode is and Hoshi's, endings, is, so they get hoshi's or no believe oh yes you need that one you need that one you need that one arguably more than the openings you honestly here's like the here's the galaxy brain mode where you do what i did so in in the no more heroes switch port they couldn't get the rights to heavenly star to play in any of the stores but in the game it always it wasn't like they were just playing heavenly star it sounded like it was playing out of a radio because they had like a filter on it mm-hmm. so it sounded like it was playing over a store's pa system so wow. what I do is I just play Heavenly Star on my phone whenever the, whenever the game, whenever it's supposed to be playing in the game. So you could just do that, where you can mute your TV and play the the opening on YouTube synced up with your TV, and then do that every time. Don't if do you, that. That's a pain in the ass. No, but it's a dumb shit I would do. Yeah, if if you want to live that life, like I won't stop you. If you want to like, live the Devon life, you don't. It's the... I don't even want to live my life. Don't do that. Oh jeez. Um I would uh, honestly say if you want like support the official release, have the have the set on your shelf and then watch the torrents. But uh, I mean, who knows? Maybe the opening and endings don't really bother you. That 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 shit really bothers me. So if you're They're if, good, like it, specifically for Zeta, they're really good openings and endings. Like Zeta, it's like it's it's one of wow. the best things about Zeta. Um, it, 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 I don't know, for me, it frames the show for me. Like, I hate when Netflix makes me skip openings if the opening is good. It's like, don't, fucker. <laughs> yeah, I felt the way about Dark on Netflix. Dark has, like, a great opening. Like, Dark... I don't, I don't Dark even know is what that a, is. It's a German show about time... It's a sad German show about time travel. It's very good. 
And uh, it, it's probably one of the best Netflix original anything's. Wow. And uh, it its opening makes is it, it makes a case for a ninety second opening for ever anything is great. Mm-hmm. Like I I stand by my my statement that openings are very important. But oh I, no, they're I, so important. And that's my um. That's my take. But yeah, if you, I would say, I don't think double Z, the Zeta Blu-rays are that expensive. I know you, um, pretty much, I think every Gundam show, like Universal Century is on Blu-ray officially from like Right Stuff, I think who is the one who does it. Yeah, I, I think, I think it's like, I, I think they're split up into like, it's like two Blu-ray sets for Zeta, I think. Yeah, and same with double, same, uh, same with all of them, like for 0079, you can also get the movie set, but I, I don't, if you're going to get the movies, try to find the original DVD, because that one, um, the, the 0079 movies have two audio tracks, they have the original audio track that's theatrical and mono, and then they redid it in, in, uh, in Dolby Digital Surround Sound in the 90s, and redubbed it. With the same actors, like everybody came back to revo to redub their character, and oh. they added like a ton of stock sound effects that sound terrible, and all the music cues are different. Oh, that's weird. So please make sh- so like for me, uh, uh, try to watch the movies. Do it for me. Watch it with the original 1980 theatrical mix. Uh but yeah, I hope we answered your question. Also, one thing I would like to say: uh, feel free to send us an email. Um. For what you would want us to cover next, because I'm, I'm kind of at a loss for what you guys would want to hear, because we're going to try to reach a happy middle point between what we want to do and what you want to do, because then, like, yeah, cause both other, of us other, are happy. Otherwise, we're never going to leave the 1980s. Uh, yeah, so, like, <laughs> once once we kind of get Gundam in the in the rear view, I kind of just wanted to get all this out of the way, because it's an injustice that Tooch hasn't seen Char's Counterattack yet. Mm-hmm. So once we do Char's Counterattack, we're probably going to tap the brakes on Gundam for a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, cause I know that not everybody's a Gundam fan, so we're gonna try to, um, I'm gonna try to break, I'm thinking we try to focus more on, like, early 2000s, late 90s. Hell yeah. Like, I was saying, I wanna do, like, Full Metal Panic. Ooh, yeah. Or, I, like, that, uh, like, Nadesh Space That's probably Martian. the biggest gap in my, in my mecha knowledge. Cause I think they've been, they're starting to make a new Full Metal Panic stuff, and that's kinda making me, like, ooh, I wanna check that out. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was thinking I want to do like Martian Successor, Nadesco. Uh, yeah. We could do we could do some other '90s stuff. We could do some more OVAs. Love a good OVA. We uh, so I want I want to do some more Cutie Honey in the future because I've been on a Cutie Honey kick. We could do the live action Hideaki Anno Cutie Honey movie. Fuck yes, that well, that movie's great. That movie's fucking great. Uh, I wanted to do the '90s re Cutie Honey OVAs, just kind of get hell like the the shoujo uh, Cutie Honey Flash is now subbed. That was never subbed before before like this year or last year. So it's like there's tons of shit we can do, and I'm I'm slowly going to be matriculating subs out of my life. The only anime I watch subbed anymore is for this podcast. Wow. And then when I start doing a lot more listening immersion. Uh, cause I'm, I'm about one third, starting tonight, I am one third of the way through the N5 vocabulary Anki, uh, flashcard deck. So I'm getting there. Sweet. And, um, hoping that what I want to do is I want to find like raw torrents of like Mazinger Z and I just want to like fucking just go start going ham on Mazinger Z for immersion. Yeah. You probably could. I mean, the, the audience for that show is probably skewed pretty young. Yeah, the only thing my friend said is that he was trying to immerse with Ultraman, but he said that the microphones back then were just not great, so it's hard to, dis- to tell what people are saying if you're not a native speaker. Ah, uh, that's fair. So I'm hoping, I'm thinking maybe I'll fall into that trap, but I'm like, I don't know, I gotta see. 
I mean, like, I I feel like if you found because like didn't the didn't Mazinger recently come out with like I don't know if it was Blu-ray, but like a, like a recent re- like video release. Like, I would hope they would have cleaned that up. This has been Metrospective. Uh, we cry at robots, and we'll be right back at you with more Gundam ZZ Top. This is this is uh, an ep- an anime podcast. <laughs>